Hello everyone, welcome to the Charge Shot Gamescast. Teacher week, friends gather around, talk about the games we've been playing, things going on in our lives. Today I'm with me, Justin. Comfy boys. And Ben. I'm a fucking Ryu main in 2021. What the fuck is up with this? Let's fucking go, Hadoukens for days. Yeah, pretty much. Hadoukens. <laughs> that doesn't work. Get out of here. Leave. But I'm comfy. No. <laughs> <laughs> you leave. Uh, all right. Bye. No. Um. Shortest episode ever. Yeah, it's our triumphant return, and we're already off to a great start. <laughs> um. Yeah. Sorry. I just felt like watching the Mummy movies. Ooh. Uh. I said, "Fuck it, let's do that." All right. Uh. So, Justin, what have you been playing this past week? Uh, for the last month. <laughs> no. Um. <laughs> I'll, I'll stick with the most recent stuff. Uh, so I got Persona 5 Strikers. Um, I did the the early release so I could start playing on Friday because I'm apparently full weeb now and (laughs) I had to get my Persona fix early. Uh, (laughs) but yeah, that game's actually really good. Like it's, it's not more Persona per se. It's not (laughs) like it honestly, it feels more like Persona than I thought it would. Okay. Because if you if you look at, like, Hyrule Warriors and stuff like that, like, those are not, you know, Zelda games with the Warriors uh, battle system in it. Like, they're very much, like, Zelda characters in a Warriors game. Whereas this actually feels the most like a Persona game that just happens to have, like, that action hack-and-slash combat to it. Um, so, like, Warriors stuff aside... Uh, when you're not in uh, the, uh, like a palace, which this game calls jails, uh, you're still like running around in the real world, talking to your party members, um, you know, going to get trinkets and things at shops, um, completing like requests that come in from various people, uh, cooking, all kinds of stuff. Like it's all like you have kind of a a mobile hideout now. Um, so you're not doing everything out of, uh, uh, the coffee shop, but it works essentially the same. So like a lot of your shopping is done online now, which makes me sad because pretty much all the vendors are gone. Um, but there is kind of a funny part at the beginning. Cause it does, it is a sequel. Um, there's a funny part in the beginning where you're like, let's go say hi to, to all the people that we used to, you know, all our contacts, and everyone's gone for the summer. <laughs> it's, it's like that, you know, that thing in, in a TV show when it's like they can't afford the guest stars. And hmm. it's like, where's this person? Oh, they, they're they on a camping trip. Don't don't worry about it. <laughs> um, But, like, the main cast is all there. And they're still great. They're all, you know, same voice actors and everything. So, like, it does feel like a continuation. They just kind of trimmed some of the fat of, like, the Persona uh, formula. So, like, you don't, um, you don't raise your confidant bonds with each character. You have an overall, like, bond level that is raised through completing requests, um, uh, like, leveling up your, uh, party members, things like that. Uh, your dialogue options also have something to do with it because it is still, like, kind of that, you know... You, you talk to people and different dialogue options show up and like depending on which one you choose it raises the bond level more or less um, so all of that's still there it's just a little simplified 
and uh, your bond is put towards like a kind of a skill tree type thing, which raises like your HP, SP, uh, your other stats, and then some other like auxiliary things like getting more money in combat, um, uh, having a higher chance at getting a Persona's mask during combat, things like that. Um, so obviously the biggest difference is the, you know, the warrior style gameplay, which is not as like hack and slashy as I expected it to be either. Um, so when you get in the jails, they're really kind of cool, like open areas with a lot of, uh, different elevations and stuff, uh, where, you know, you might have like a room that's just enemies but then other times you'll go pretty long stretches without running into any enemies and it's just like platforming challenges. So you're doing kind of the, you know, the the phantom dash as they call it, like Joker's little thing where you can like zip around everywhere um, to these different like grapple points and doing like double jumps onto platforms and like going across, like it, it's a full on like platforming adventure game. Even more so than the original Persona 5, because that didn't really have a jump button. It just had, like, interactable platforms and stuff. Um, and then at different points, you can, like, hide behind cover or uh, get up on a high perch or something like that. And um, if you see an enemy, you can ambush them, which, again, you can do in Persona 5. Uh, and when you ambush them, instead of, like, engaging the whole group of, of like, hack-and-slash horde... Uh, you actually kind of take them out in one hit. Um, so, like, you, you you know, rip off their mask or whatever, and it, like, it spreads out the horde and then immediately initiates an all-out attack. Uh, so you do kind of a cool, big, flashy attack, and it kills the whole horde at once. Um, so that can really cut down on some of the, the button mashiness of it um, because there's incentive to actually kind of, like, sneak around and, you know take out enemies one at a time. Because um, otherwise, if you initiate them, it does the whole field of enemies, like, you know, grunts you have to hit, and, like, the big ones with health bars and all that stuff. Um, and then... Uh, you also, like, when you are fighting the hordes, you still get uh, your persona abilities. So it actually freezes time whenever you, like, hold the button to activate your persona. And you can choose between, like, whatever skills they have learned uh, and, like, hit the enemy weaknesses and stuff. Like, it's all very Persona. Um, and, like, you you can see their weaknesses and their strengths and stuff by hitting a button. So um, Futaba's ability, like, activates and, you know, tells you the weaknesses and all that. Um, and then if you hit them with the weakness, it uh, it knocks down their defense bar more. So it makes it quicker to initiate the all-out attack on them. So, like, there's a lot of depth to it. And you can also switch between your different party members at any time to take advantage of their different <clears throat> uh, play styles. So, like, you know, On has her whip, so she's more of kind of a ranged character uh, with her combos and stuff. And um, <clears throat> they still have kind of the normal Warriors thing where it's like the, you know, X button mash and, like, why kind of special attack, and then you combo them together to do different moves. But each one of them has a different, like, special why. Or special, sorry, triangle. Um, and so, like, uh, Yusuke 
does kind of like a like a counterattack. So like he holds his he holds his sword and it like slows down time. And then he does a, a quick slash and like takes out a bunch of enemies at once. Um Ryuji does like he he charges his bat and does like a uh, like a strong attack. Um on gives herself uh fire affinity through her whip attacks. So like if you're running out of SP and can't use any of your persona moves, you can um activate her fire affinity and your regular attacks will still hit their fire weakness. Um and then like Joker does like a um a gun attack that he can follow up with uh with kind of like a like a phantom dash toward them into melee. Like they all there's reasons to switch between characters other than just their elemental affinities. Um and it's a really satisfying combat system. Like it never really feels hack and slashy because of how much you're trying to keep track of like uh there's environmental things that you can interact with and like drop them on enemies or you know like throw at enemies or whatever. You can like destroy cars and do fire damage on a whole group. Um things like that. And then just doing normal combos, like it'll prompt for like one more where you hit like circle and it does like you, you know, you zip in and do like a kind of a quick little combo attack and then it'll prompt for like the, the all out attack and that'll do like a, you know, flashy uh, animation or whatever. And like, you've got your show times, um, which is, it's not a pair between two party members. It's a pair between that party member and their persona. But each character has their own kind of like big flashy attack uh, for their showtime that like is built up with a bar just from doing attacks and stuff. Um, so all of the normal like warriors like action combat stuff combined with the actual like you know time stopping persona abilities like gives you a lot of variety in combat. I'd argue it's it's more varied than like Age of Calamity, um, because that still feels like Zelda in a warrior's game. Uh, like, as far as the structure of it all. You know, you're not walking around a world map or anything between missions. Um, whereas this is, like, it's telling a Persona sequel. Like, it's co-developed by Atlas and everything. Um, and they just happen to use the the warrior's combat system for, like, while you're in a jail. But the story progression and everything feels very Persona. And it's really fun. Um, the story itself is just okay so far. Like it, it, it doesn't have the same hook. Um, I think there's probably something like crazy afoot that I, you know, haven't found out yet, but like the whole concept of the jails, um, spoiling anything from Persona 5, they kind of retired as Phantom Thieves. So like they didn't have access to the metaverse anymore. Um, and then now they suddenly find out that there's this new, like, artificial intelligence app. Uh, it's kind of like a Siri-type thing that, you know, will give you any information you need. And somehow it also gives them access back into the metaverse. Uh, so they're trying to figure out, like, why them, when no one else can access it. Uh, and why these, you know, these new jails are popping up, which are entire cities, I might add. It's not, like, one building or anything. Um you're basically on a road trip and each city you run into is a new jail. So like, that's why they're so much bigger and kind of allow for, you know, hordes of enemies because you're exploring like the whole city square or whatever. Um, and there's still pretty cool environments and stuff, but they don't have quite the same flair because it's, it's kind of, you know, 
quantity over quality at this point. Um, they have to fill a lot more space. So it's fairly open areas without as much personality. Um, but I think there's going to be something cool. Like, I, I have my theories about it. But so far, I'm only in the second jail. And the... Um, I forget what they're called, like the matrons or whatever um, of the jails aren't as interesting. I don't think as the palace holders, Um, but they have like, they have a hold over a larger amount of people, which is kind of how they explain the, the sheer amount of enemies in these jails Um, because they're all like, they're basically the, uh, the desires of the people in the city. Like, you know, personified. So that's why there's so many of them. And you're trying to take you're you're taking the general people's desires back from the the jail people, warden. I don't know what they're called. Um I don't know. It's it's really cool. Like I'm I definitely need to spend more time with it. Um I was a little bit overwhelmed right when I booted it up because on your save file, like the the t- you know, it tracks your time as you play. And it had zero 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 colon zero zero, so like it knows you're gonna hit a hundred hours. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas Persona Five didn't; it just was zero zero colon zero zero, and then when you hit a hundred hours, it ticks into third digit. Wow! So this game is definitely gonna be long. Um, I think I'm about twenty hours in, and I'm in the second palace. So like that, if that's any indication. Um, but anyway, aside from that. Uh, I did do a bunch of Mario 3D World. Uh, I've been I started streaming that this week. It was a lot of fun. Um, I don't want to talk about it too much because it's a game from 2013 and it's basically the same game. Um, I have not tried Bowser's Fury yet because I found out that you cannot play that online. So I'm gonna force my wife to play it with me. Um, try and kind of break her out of some of the you know monotony of our pandemic lives, um, and. Uh, so I'll report back on that at another time, but like Mario 3D World is still very good. Um, if you never played it before, I definitely recommend it because it's one of the best Mario games ever made. Um, Better than Sunshine. Yeah, for sure. Well, that's every Mario game. Most of them, yeah. Uh, but if you have played it, I mean, it's still really good, and you probably don't want to dust off your Wii U to play it again, so you might as well rebuy it. <clears throat> uh, but I am excited to try out Bowser's Fury. I've heard really good things. I just don't want to play it alone. And I my plan was for us to start Aww. with Is Justin scared of big bad Bowser? The big foey Godzilla Bowser. Are you scared, Justin? Are you done? <laughs> you, hey, you said you didn't want to play it alone. It was right there. Not because I was scared. <laughs> okay, buddy. It's okay. Bowser's very scary. He's very scary. I'm sorry. Don't shame me for my fears. Um, <laughs> but yeah, anyway, I've heard really good things. It seems like it's it's a cool, like, you know, showing off the future of what Mario might be. Um, but I, I want to do a co-op do it right. So I think we're probably going to, like, do a special stream, like a couple stream, or make a video out of it or something. I don't know. That'd be fun. But yeah, that's why I want to I wanna try to get her to play with me. Um Otherwise, maybe my brother will do it. I don't know. But uh, aside from those, 
I just want to, uh, like I said, there's some, there's plenty of other things I've played, but I want to touch on the, um, project triangle strategy, right? That's what it's called. Ooh. Yeah. That's the official yeah, name. Yeah. Project triangle strategy, which will yeah. be the final title of the game. I, mark I my hope word. not, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> triangle strategy does not hit the same way Octopath Traveler did. Um, well, it was just called the Project Octopath, remember? That's all it was. Oh, was it? Yeah, it was, it was just Project, Project Octopath. Octopath Traveler. No. It was just the Project Octopath. Okay, yeah. well, whatever. Um, yeah, I, I started up the demo. Uh, I had meant to a while back, and I just... I had 3D World pulled up, and I didn't want to quit. Like, that's my problem with Switch games. It's like, I play one thing at a time. So whenever I start up a new game, I ditch any other game I was playing before because I never actually like save and quit. So like I'll for like my switch will update, and then I'll find out that I lost progress because I just kept it up, you know, suspended. So anyway, um, because I knew I was at a stopping point with 3D World because I streamed it, I booted up Triangle Strategy, and that game's real cool. Like it's. I mean, it definitely scratches that SRPG itch. Um, I think it could use a few quality of life improvements, but I'll get back to that later. Um, as far as I can tell, it doesn't have like a kind of job system or anything like that. It seems like your troops are set like uh, archetypes because each person is actually like a, a person. Like you're not recruiting nameless soldiers and giving them jobs or anything like that. Um, as you go through the game, you actually, like, you have kind of a, like, dialogue options. Um, and the way you talk to people depends whether you recruit them or not. And so, like, they're set people with their own stories and everything like that um, that you're just kind of bringing into your ranks to fight with you. Um, so it's all kind of, like, story-focused. Like, I just picked up, um, I, I saw a little, like, side quest option thing uh, that led me to a little story bit uh, where I've, I picked up a shaman which I didn't have yet. Um, and she can, like, manipulate the environment by making it rain. So it, like, it covers the, the battlefield in water. Um, and then she can use lightning attacks uh, that will travel across the water. Um, so, like, they're all really cool, but you don't have, like, you know, a mage and a knight and things like that. It's like, they're a lot more granular. Um, so one of my favorite archetypes is the spy. Um, and they're kind of like the, the thief type character, but uh, to preface, instead of like an actual MP system or anything, you basically have like uh, action. I think they're technical points, um, which I think is like Octopath Traveler, right? Like you have a certain number of points to, to use in combat. You mean the like brave points? Like, like, I mean, like, where like you can do attack multiple times if you build up uh, BP points. Is that what you mean? Uh, no, you can still only attack once, but it's like different actions use different number of points. So yeah, yeah, that's 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 BP points. You can either attack twice, or certain moves did require like okay, you need to have two times BP to do this move. Okay, well, you you can't oh. attack twice, but anyway. Um, at, at the beginning of each round, you have one point, and if you, like, you know, don't 
attack that round or whatever, then the next round you get another point. So like you can kind of you know stack them that way. Yeah, that's and that's more than Octopath Traveler right there. Okay, that's what I thought. And more powerful attacks use more points. So you know, not attacking one round lets you use a more powerful attack the next round. So anyway, this uh, the spy archetype that I have. Um, she can basically go invisible for two rounds, and she will stay invisible unless she attacks or like gets right in front of an enemy troop. Um, but like when an enemy troop comes up to her, she becomes visible, and they're surprised and can't attack. And that takes one point to do. So, like, basically every... Like, every time she becomes visible, you can just make her invisible again. Um, and she also has, like, a passive ability to act twice. Um, so if you're right up on someone, you can attack and then move away and then go invisible. Like, she's really cool and has a lot of uh, diversity and stuff. But, like, again, they're they're very unique kind of archetypes rather than just set jobs that learn the same abilities and that kind of thing. Um, and you also, like, you can still level up and earn new abilities in the middle of combat, which is kind of nice. Uh, like, I'm used to leveling up, but I'm not used to just, like, you know, you learned whatever spell, and then, like, the next turn, you can go in and see what you have. Um, which is kind of cool. And I have a few different, like, magic users, but they are basically elemental-focused. So, like, I have... I, I think it's, like, a scholar or something, and it uses ice magic. Um, so it can do, like, a... Uh, it can create an ice wall that doesn't do damage, but it just kind of creates a barricade uh, that enemies have to go around or, you know, break through. Uh, so, like, if you have troops that are low on HP or something, you can put up an ice wall in front of them and kind of block enemies from getting to them. So it gives you time to heal them. Um, so, like, in general, this game seems to have a lot more strategy involved, which, you know, triangle strategy, sure. Um, <laughs> but I, like, the first time I started it, I was just like, okay, run up to the enemies, attack them, you know, just just front line. And I died. Uh, because, for one, I didn't realize that the, the loss uh, the loss condition was for one of the guys to get killed. Um, like, the one you're supposed to be protecting. Uh, so, like, I wasn't losing. It's just he died, so I lost. Um, I didn't, I, I wasn't you need to attention. implement the triangle strategy. That's what you failed to do. Right? <laughs> it's, it's right there. What do we do? It's right in the title, Justin. Commander. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Commander, what did we do? Implement the triangle strategy. <laughs> but also, <laughs> like, I, I wasn't, like, I wasn't playing to the strengths of the characters. I was just sending people forward and having them attack. Um, <laughs> wow. So, like, I wish, honestly, there was a way to defend. Uh, because if you, if you, like, don't move far enough for any of your attacks to reach, you just kind of have to sit there. But I also understand it because, like every t every turn you don't do something, you you know gain another point or whatever. So like that's nice. But I still wish that you could defend as like as an action, you know. Um, so that's one of the things that I I kind of wish they would fix. Um, also, like be I think because of the art style, it can be kind of hard to tell uh, who your enemies are uh, because they don't like glow red or anything like that. Um, if you toggle on the overlay, which is actually really nice, it'll put a number over everyone that shows their turn order, and then also, like, their HP bar. 
and those are blue and red. So you can tell enemy and, and friend that way. But then it pretty much covers up the sprite, so you can't see which direction they're facing. Um, and you always get a critical hit when you hit someone from behind. So, like, those those kinds of things are a little bit at odds with each other. I mean, you can toggle on the overlay off and on at any time, but it's still kind of a hassle. Um, and it can also be hard to tell your, uh, like, your movement and attack range, because it kind of blends in with the with the environment a little bit. Um, because the way they do it is really cool. Like, uh, you have, you know, you have the squares you can move to, and if they're blue, you can move freely. If they're, like, purple, you can move there, but you're in the attack range of another troop. Um, but that makes it kind of, like, it's not that much of a difference in color, and sometimes one or both of those blend in with the environment, so you can't quite tell what, what your range is. Um, but I mean, like if you get into one of those that is in range of an attacker, like it'll show arrows from who can attack you. Um, so like it's all, it's, it's got a lot of nice visual quirks and stuff, but it's just, I kind of wish some of that overlaid information was a little, uh, it popped a little more rather than kind of blending in with the art style, but the game is beautiful. Um, the voice acting is actually pretty good. Um, which is good because there's a lot of it. Like almost even the optional scenes are voiced. It's insane, especially for a demo. Um, and like all the troop varieties are really cool. Like I didn't, I don't have two of the same troop. Um, some of them are kind of similar. Like, you know, like I said, I have a few elemental troops. So I've like got like an ice troop and a fire troop. And then now I have my shaman that's like water and thunder. Um, but they all do different things and kind of have different strengths. Like my fire one can obviously do, you know, a, a fireball type thing that does damage, but can also give you like a fire shield that raises your fire resistance and makes whatever character you put it on um, able to do counterattacks where they might not have been able to otherwise. So like if they're, you know, surrounded by enemies or something, you can drop the fire shield on them. And even if the enemies aren't attacking with fire, you can get some good counterattacks in to hopefully kill them um, while they're surrounding your troop. So, like, the strategy is definitely there. Like, I think that word, at least, is probably going to stay in the title because it seems to be the focus. And, like, it's also not as um, overwhelming as something like Disgaea is. It, it, it has a lot of mechanics, but, like, it's fairly straightforward. It's just each troop has their own things they can do. So it's kind of just, it's remembering that stuff. Um, but it's pretty user-friendly and easy to jump into. I mean, this demo is supposed to take place like somewhere in the middle of the game. And I didn't feel lost. <laughs> um, the story itself, I mean, it's it's war. Like, it's war between three factions. War is hell. What yeah, is it, it good for? It's not. It's no, not no, DMCA, DMCA. So <laughs> <laughs> but the characters themselves are really cool, and I've kind of buried the lead a little bit because, like, I think the the coolest feature about this is you actually can like walk around between battles. Um, oh. Whereas a lot of SRPGs, it's just like dialogue, 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 and then it goes right into the next battle. Um, this has like a world map where you can kind of see little side scenes and things like that. 
but then <clears throat> some of the uh some of the markers on the map are actual like interactive elements where you can like walk around the town and talk to townspeople and like find items and things like that um it's not like full-on dungeons or anything but there's at least some interactivity in it um and there is kind of a like a branching choice system in the game based on like scales uh so at any at, at certain points like i just did one before we started at certain points uh you have to convince your troops of some kind of decision and if you don't convince them like they might still end up in your favor like it's it's completely up to chance um but the more information you gather like from wandering around the town or you know wherever you are uh getting like uh well information that is valuable towards the persuasion uh you can use that in the dialogue options like it'll pull in new dialogue options for you to pick based on that information to help you sway the people towards whatever decision you want to make um and then they all you know put their vote in and whatever decision comes up as the majority like whether it's the what you want to do or just you know what the majority decides uh that's where the story goes next so not only will it allow for replayability but it has some really cool implications as far as just like character development um because like the one i just did i was able to convince everyone except one guy named benedict and i already god damn ben right well i i wasn't thinking that but um (laughs) I already didn't trust this guy because he seemed kind of shady, even though, like, he's a he's, like, a support class. So, like, you know, all he can do is buff us. Um, but then, like, he was the only one that voted to basically, like, kill the king, essentially. <laughs> um, and so now I'm thinking, like, you know, he's a, he's a Benedict Arnold type. Like, I'm not sure I should trust him. Um, but I don't know. I don't know if that's where the story is trying to go. Or if it was just a random thing where I didn't persuade him. So like, of course, there's some interesting stuff there. Of course, Ben is trying to kill the king. We all knew this was coming. Yeah, because he wants to be king. I am or tyrant, king. if you will. I'm not, I'm already a king. We've heard enough. <laughs> king of what? Your love. You no. Uh, but yeah, it's really cool. And I'm not done with the demo or anything yet. I actually, I don't know how long it is. I played for a few hours. hours. Oh, is it? I'm kidding. No. Oh, okay. I don't know. <laughs> um, but they said it's only a few battles, but they upped the difficulty so, like, you can, you know, fully understand, like, the mechanics and stuff. Like, you have to try harder to win, so it, it encourages you to, you know, mess around with the stuff more. Um, but yeah, I'm really enjoying the combat system. Like, it... I always want to like the strategy RPGs, but very few of them actually grabbed me. Um, pretty much the only ones have been the Final Fantasy Tactics games. And this feels more like that than something like, you know, Disgaea. Um, so yeah, we'll see. But it's really fun. Um, I, I, like I said, I have other games, but I yield my time. Ben? Uh, so I'm going to go real quick. Um, I started a new game that I started streaming because Alba was boring the fuck out of me on Sundays. I love that story, but I just, I don't know. I just, I think it wrong reasons, but I decided to start in, Indivisible uh, a couple weeks ago. And I think that was the smartest decision I've ever made 
because I am constantly, if you just go watch the VODs, I am constantly screaming at like how amazing this game is. It's <laughs> like, I'm not going to go into detail, but it's, <laughs> it's awesome. Like I, I didn't, I knew what it was. Um, but like once I started playing it, it's great. It like combines the best aspects of Metroidvania stuff with like a cool turn-based combat feature with fighting game motifs. It's like a game that was made for fucking me. It's like tailor-made to what I want. Uh, um, really good, solid voice acting. Amazing, quirky characters. Um, God damn it. Fuck you. Oh, God. And the fact, like, we're never going to get a game like this again for a long time because of the circumstances of Lab Zero that we talked about last year that I don't want to get into. But it's there, and I hate that. But it's it's seriously like for something that's based off a uh, a PS one game uh, in uh, Valkyrie Lenith, uh This this is such a if, oh my god! I, every Sunday I look for, like I I tell like it's you don't know how hard it is for me to fucking just pop the cartridge in and be like let me let me just let me just play. No, hold it off for stream. Like I I've never had this feeling with with mm-hmm. games when I stream, but like this I'm like I just I just want to play you. I just I just want to. Uh, it's, it's amazing it's it's fan fucking tastic and they keep they keep adding new cooler looking characters into my party ah oh, oh i love it so far my favorite is Razmi, who is this like she's the first part she's the second party member she meet you meet and she is just like constantly like talking about death she's constantly roasting other people in your party it's hilarious it's it's the voice acting is really really great but yeah i stream that on sundays so um what else have i been playing uh in between when i was on vacation last time we did this i officially have beaten both yakuza zero and yakuza kiwami i don't know how the fuck i beat kiwami so fucking fast honestly <laughs> you just mainlined it that's why weren't you yeah off, like, two weeks? it was well like i played it in the last week of my vacation um like starting mm. like that saturday because i wasn't gonna jump into kiwami right away i was like you know maybe i'll wait and then i was like you know what fuck it let's just do this um <laughs> and then like I just fuck. I didn't even mainline it. I did a whole bunch of side quests too. Like that's the thing. I did a whole bunch of side stories, so I didn't just mainline it. I fucking lived that shit. Uh, <laughs> I'll t- I'm gonna talk about spoilers for both Yakuza Zero's ending and Yakuza Kwama's ending because I have to. So if you don't want to hear those endings, you may want to leave. Uh, I will say this. <laughs> I love that. Yakuza gets people because of the memes. Oh, look at silly Goro Majima. Look at you. Look at you being silly. Oh, Kiryu, you're so adorable. <laughs> Those are fine. Those are great, and they're still in the game. I kind of think it it cuts the lead on what makes this game amazing, besides the you know the very fun combat and the exploration. But God, these fucking narratives are like if you want like a like a crime thriller. Yeah, man. These are the games you've been looking for. Like they're a little bit exaggerated, but what grounds them is the characters: Kiryu, Majima, uh, Kiryu's friends. Uh, oh god, um, god damn it, Nishiki. Um, like so, and and like <laughs> Zero is like I think I think it's the perfect place to start because as much as Kiryu, I don't really think Zero is Kiryu's story. It's mostly Majima's story because uh, I think I don't think Majima is playable in the rest of the in the rest of the series. I could be wrong. Um, I don't think I don't think he is. He might be in like one of the spinoffs, maybe. But I'm pretty sure it's mostly right. just Kiryu for the others. So, like, as much as I enjoyed Kiryu's story, the heart of Zero is is Majima, and so Majima yeah, because when you and- meet him, he's not like fucking insane. 
and then no, throughout uh, yeah, the rest of the series. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna get to that. So Majima in in Zero is very like stoic. He kind of has a bit of a craziness when he fights, but he's very like kept together. Uh, he ends up yeah. being told, "Okay, you have to go kill this girl for what?" It doesn't didn't tell the reason. He ends up saving her and proceeds to fall in love with her. Never says it, but like it's it's clear he loves this woman. Um, her, her name's Makoto. And it, I'm not gonna say why she's being hunted, but she's very she's being hunted by all sorts of members from the Yakuza. Uh, from different clans, and so at yeah. the end, it, it's so like uh, the tragic thing about her is that she can't see, so she has no idea what what Majima looks like at all. She knows his voice and his, his like how he speaks, um, but ultimately Majima decides like uh, events in the game. She gets shot, uh, she gets put in a coma, and she pretty much is like uh, like she, she's she's okay. But Majima basically decides like the life I live, I I can't be. I can't. He doesn't say that, but it's like in his body action. So he gets he gets the iconic leopard jacket, and he gets the yeah. He completely cut. changes his look. Yeah. So the final God, the final heartbreaking fucking scene. Number one, I'll tell you this: Yakuza Zero fucking made me cry because it's like I said, this game like people like to talk about. I told me. you, um, it made me cry. Like, man. <laughs> like seriously, like there's a moment where Kiryu works for this uh, this real estate worker, yada yada yada. The real estate worker, the real estate uh, leader, is turns out he's he's Chinese, part Japanese. It's it's a whole thing, and he gets up getting captured by the Yakuza goons who exiled Kiri at the beginning of the game. He gets brutally tortured. Like I'm talking, his toes are smashed, his stomach is slashed, yeah. eyes are bruised, and it's 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 bad. It's like, like some it's, Yakuza like, shit. Yeah, it's, exactly. <laughs> um, and then there are like uh. Like, they're, like, trying, like, maybe we shouldn't really be hitting him so hard. Like, he needs to talk until finally one Yakuza hothead basically gets a sledgehammer and bashes it across his head. And it's like, yeah. oh, fucking, you got to be fucking kidding me. Yeah. So, and so this is right. And so the whole point is, like, that real estate guy, Tachibana, is, is that's the, the blind girl Makoto's, their brother and sister. So the whole point is, like, okay, now we got to get to the meet. So now... You're about to. They're about to meet. He gets captured. He gets tortured. He basically dies. Kiryu carries him out, out into the out into like this place, and Makoto has to basically feel her dead brother's body. Yeah, yeah. And like, she's like, she's like, it's okay. You can rest. <sighs> it's like, oh my god. It's yeah. it's just like, it's heart wrenching. Mm-hmm. Um, like it, it and that's because you get invested into this relationship. You get invested into these characters. And I'll say this, even though this game's not available in English dub, and I, you know, I don't even want to flaunt that idea because just because I can't imagine these characters sounding in English. No disrespect to the English dub that was under the PS2 version. It's just that, that even though I don't speak Japanese, the way they affluent, uh, like how they say things or pronounce things. I understand it. There's a universal language to everything, and that's what they do here. Like, God, it fucking hurts. So, the bad guy, ultimately, Kiryu kicks uh, the Yakuza boss's ass, who was responsible for everything. But the real tragedy is Majima, the one final scene is Majima has uh, uh, the, Makoto and, and her friend of her are being harassed by these two assholes. I'm assuming they're like Yakuza lowlives. And Goro comes in, Goro Majima, and like he's he's like oh do you not know this is this is Majima just lays him the fuck out it's great um and so like uh one of the friends w- walked off to go get like help 
and he comes back and it's a doctor and he's like ready to throw down with Majima. I'm like, okay, sure, buddy. And so Majima pulls him to the side and he basically says, hey, are you a doctor or stuff like that? Like, do you love her? And mm. like, he puts the question, like he sees him clench your fist. If you clench your fist, you better ready to fight. And I don't think you are, but do you love her? Basically, he basically gets him like, he basically tells him, you take care of her. Um, do take care, care of her right? for me. Walks. Yeah. Yeah. Take care of her for me. And he walks away. He could have easily said, I'm right here. I can be with you. We can be together. He walks away. And it's the saddest fucking thing ever. Cause, cause he doesn't want to put her in danger anymore. It's yeah. it's heartbreaking. Um. So yeah, zero was a trip. So then I immediately jump into into Kwame. Uh, <laughs> so like, goddamn. So if you thought zero was bad, Kwame's uh, even worse in terms of making you cry. I nearly so, gave away. Uh, I nearly gave it away. I was like, fuck Nishki. You're like, no, he's our boy. I'm like, yeah, you're right. He's our boy. <laughs> yeah. So early on, it, everything kind of hunky dory. Uh, Kiri, you may might have a girlfriend. Uh, in um, Ame, um, Amelia, not what, not Amelia. What's her name? Um, uh, yeah, not Reina. Reina's. Uh, I don't. Remember. I can't remember. Because she changed, she has two different names. Uh, she has two different names in the, in the game. Um, but like they, they, she clearly, they clearly have a thing for each other. Um, but then shenanigans happen, and Nishki kills a, a Yakuza boss because he was trying to put the moves on this woman. And so, out of the selfishness uh, of his own, you know, just because that's the kind of guy Kiryu is, he says, "No, I did it." And he, Kiryu goes to jail for ten years. Kiryu goes to jail for ten years for a crime he didn't commit because he didn't want his friend to be in jail. Because he he thought he was protecting him. You go, you fast forward ten years. Nishki looks different. Nishki looks evil. Like what the fuck happened to you? Um, and you're trying to piece together what the fuck is going on. What happened? Um, and you're constantly getting flashbacks onto um, what ha- like the, a lot of this story is basically centered around Nishki, uh, Nishiyama, and Kiryu. And sort of there, it's it's. Thomas said it like I think in um, uh, in our Discord. I can't remember exactly. He said it. He said it. But um, it's Obi Wan Kenobi and Anakin Skywalker. It's brother versus brother. It's 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 a. It's ultimately they're gonna come to a clash. They never and Nishki basically you see through flashbacks. Nishki can't handle the fact that people still com- compare him to Kiryu. That he constantly fucks up, and he and he slowly starts to deteriorate. He lets his his own ego, his own jealousy, consume him to the point he hits uh, his friend Reina, who is that's both him and Kiryu, and like he hits her, which like, <sighs> that's, that's like the first step. And he basically he kills one of his own men, who was like I guess given to him, and the guy just kept disrespecting him. So Nishki basically says, "All right, fuck you. I'm I'll just kill you." Like he's had it. Yeah. Nish, you see, poor Nishki just break and all because Kiryu thought he was doing the right thing by I'll go to jail who knows maybe it would have been better if Nishiki just went to jail (laughs) yeah it might have been better who knows right that's the the sad thing um and so I'll get to mechanic stuff in a minute but like what's really sad is that ultimately Kiryu's basically whole inner circle just dies um his friend Reina is killed by uh, by a hit Yakuza hitman um, uh, the girl who he had feelings for, um, she ultimately dies at the final fight with who the real villain is, uh, because and Nishki sacrifices himself to take out the main villain after a dramatic fight with Kiryu. Oh my god, that that fucking you want to talk about 
cinematic, right? You want to talk about like heart wrenching when Q, you have to fuck. Cause I knew what was going to happen. Cause you fight who the real villain is, who like what the story is about. And I won't go into that because like the, uh, the 2 billion yen, uh, storyline where the Tojo clan lost their money and they're trying to find out who stole yeah, the Tojo it. Clan basically had 2 billion yen stolen from them. You learn who has it. You kick his ass. Um, and so the Nishiki shows up and of course, and it's like, and I'm just like playing this. I'm like, Nishiki, I don't want to do this, man. We don't have to do this. And like, of course, shirtless. Show off um, the tattoos. What's sad, is, what's sad is that Kiryu has the dragon tattoo. Nishiki has the koi fish. Now, if you don't know the Japanese legend, the koi fish is constantly going upstream and it, it basically becomes a dragon. He wants to be like Kiryu. It's, and, and constantly, constantly throughout the fight, not constantly, but like there are moments in the fight where like a, a moment will happen and it'll flash back to their older days from mm-hmm. zero. And it's like, no, yeah. stop, stop. Like, oh, it, it's, it hurt. Like it legit hurt. Um, I'm so getting goosebumps you telling the story, man. Like mm-hmm. it's so good. Yeah, it, it, it's, it, it's heart wrenching. Uh, it's, it's truly heart wrenching. Um, like I said, um, and, and I'll talk about one mechanic thing that I really didn't expect to like, like enjoy, but I did. So, um, <laughs> Majima is in this game and he, God, if you play zero first, it's such a fucking, <laughs> you can It's just such a 180 of a character. Yeah. Uh, so Majima likes to, he, at the very beginning of the game, he establishes, I'm going to keep my eyes on you 24 fucking seven. Uh, and of course, Gary goes to jail. So, Majima comes back, and then you come back from Kiryu comes back from jail after being ten years away, and Majima still says, "I said I was going to keep an eye on you. So I, I would." So through constantly throughout the game, Majima will appear at random points. I'm not joking. There are points. The first time you meet him is you're just walking by and you get stopped by a cop, <laughs> and the co- you don't see the cop's face until you see it sliding, and then you see that grin. Like, hey, it's me. <laughs> And all he wants to do is fight you. He just wants to fight you. He he because he, he he realizes that you've been you've been in jail for ten years. So it's it, you you fight Majima to gain more abilities for the dragon uh, style, uh, which is new for uh, for going from zero to Kwame. It's new, um, and, and there's some really cool stuff you could do with the dragon style. Um, God, there's one moment. There's a moment where where uh, Majima is hiding in a giant ass traffic cone. <laughs> He's just like I'm just because like you get a message. You get By a the message way, someone. that traffic cone is in that game throughout the whole series. That yeah, giant it's, traffic it's cone. There. Exactly. So like Majima's henchman will occasionally tell you, "Oh yeah, the boss is kind of hiding in this place," and it's like okay. And then like I'll go down the street and like and I stop. I'm like, why the fuck is that giant traffic cone so fucking huge? And I go to it and like there's it's Majima. Oh, silly Majima. Uh, and like you fight, it, oh, he only does it. There's a point, there's a point where you go to the, you, I go to, so I ended up, there's a, uh, a men's chevrolet club you can go to. And there was one woman I, I kind of swooned, but I was like, I'm going to go see her again. Fuck it. Let's, let's go have fun with her again. And then I go there and then you meet, oh God, Majima in drag. Oh um, my God. That's amazing. And it's just like, and it's just like, yeah. And he's just trying to fight you. He's just trying to fight you. My favorite one, though, is the so like Majima tells you like, oh, I'm I'm at the at the very edges of the city. I'm kind of feeling sick, Kiryu. You got to come help me. <laughs> and then you go over there, and fucking 
Majima's a zombie for some fucking reason. I bet and, that's like, a callback like, to their oh. zombie game that they made. I, I've never played oh. it, so. But oh, okay. yeah, yeah. Uh, so like, yeah, and the whole sequence becomes like it is like a run through uh, Kamurocho, but it's a zombie apocalypse. So like, Yakuza members zombified will come out at you, and like Majima's like, just playing, man. I just wanted to fight you again. Oh, <laughs> son of a bitch. Like that's what I constantly will say is like, fuck. And and so besides that, occasionally as you level up, you'll constantly hear Kiryu Chan, and you'll either a see him on the map walking. So if you wanted to go fight him, you can. Or B, he'll be hiding somewhere. And so if you hear Kiryu Chan, he could be, he literally could be anywhere. Like there are points where like I walk by this taxi, Kiryu Chan, and there he is. He's right there. Yeah. I thought I was going to be annoyed by it, but it's hilarious. There are points when random dudes will just like bump into you and like, oh, you want to fight? I'm like, all right, dude, let's fucking dance. And then Majima comes out of nowhere. He's just like, all right, you're going to fight. I'll fight. Mm -hmm. I'll fight you too. Oh, it's, it's fan fucking time. Like it's, I gave it a ten out of ten on Twitter because like it's seriously a perfect game. Uh, Kwame, I think is a nine because I think the dual storyline kind of like overdid it itself. I still enjoyed it, but I felt Kwame was stronger because um, of its of its narrative and focusing only on Kiryu and, and that sort of turmoil. It's such a. I think you're fine if you start with Kwame, but I think you you enrich it more by starting with zero. In all honesty, yeah, um, I, I agree with that. Um, yeah, like seriously. So, uh, one last game I'll, I'll talk about, then I'll yield my time. Uh, Street Fighter Five. Uh, I'm back on my bullshit again. Um, <laughs> Capcom had the winter update launch this past Sunday, uh, where it was not Sunday, uh, so Sunday, we, Sunday. So we got Dan. He, he officially released. So Dan's back in Street Fighter. He has a fucking infinite. I'm not joking. There's an infinite with Dan in there right now. It's hard to do, but it's there. What's an he infinite? Is... What's an infinite? You want to learn how to do a fucking infinite? Uh, I don't know the infinite, but it's out there. Just look. No, I mean, what is it? Product. Like, what is an infinite? You, you've never heard the term infinite in no. a fighting game? No. Have I not? Okay, so infinite is basically you. You keep the opponent cannot break away. They cannot attack you constantly. You're just constantly attacking them. Okay. And you basically it's it's stuck. You get the you get the opponent stuck in the loop. It's not necessarily common in two D games. It's mostly common in like Marvel versus Capcom esque games where you can basically lock the opponent down into a loop to where it's inescapable and basically you they don't let to play the game anymore. Wow. Um, yeah, so just go, just go look. Like that's where the meme is from. Uh, Marvel's Capcom Two. You want to learn how to do a fucking infinite um, light punch, heavy. Yeah, it's it's that. So just go look it up, Thomas. You're gonna you'll be watching for days. But Dan has that in Street Fighter Five. He has a fucking infinite in the corner. <laughs> um, he's Dan. Like I've played Dan's. I've seen Dan's play. He is so. He's not a joke. Like under the right hands, Dan is dangerous. Um, he but he's like so. He has really, but he's also looks really fun. Like. He has cool taunt stuff. He has cool stuff that you can cancel. I, it's hard to explain, but God, it's like for I was a when he when he first created in the mid nineties as a as a joke to SNK to like now being like a super like no I wouldn't say I think it's too early to call him top tier, but to like immediately people figuring some fun shit out like already like I got to give it to the devs on Street Fighter Five for making Dan so sick and i never thought i would say that um <laughs> as for everybody else god it feels uh, 
So uh, the, 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 we got a new mechanic um, with it, which is called V-Shift, which you get by pressing um, heavy punch and medium kick, which is a little bit weird. You cannot hold a direction. If you hold a direction, you can't do it. You have to press You have to press the button. You can't hold back. If you hold back, you're not going to get it. And basically, it like it kind of gives you like a, an illusion. Like you kind of basically get you a free out, and then you can do a V-Strike, which only causes great damage. So it's not like real damage. But if they get hit after that, they'll lose even more life. But it's so far, it's we're people are still kind of figuring it out. But a lot of people are just happy that we have a new defensive mechanic in Street Fighter Five to just make them make the meta feel fresh. And honestly, um, so we'll see how that evolves. But as for characters, from what I've seen, uh, the reason I said I'm a Ryu main is because I kept seeing highlight videos on Twitter. Of all the shit that all the shit that Ryu could do, and I'm like, well, that looks fun and simple. And I did, and I got this entire week. I played Street Fighter Five. I haven't had this much fun in like, like, like quite some time. Picking up a character like quite some time. I've played Ryu in the in past seasons where he was like considered trash, but like never online just because like, oh, he's he's bad. Just because the problem with Ryu was that like, so he he was like he was bad because other characters had a way of getting around his fireballs. His normals wouldn't work the way you think they would work. They fixed all that. And the joke is that um, because his ass is in Fortnite, that they had to buff him. So, which I honestly think Ryu should be top tier. He's the fucking face of the goddamn game. Yeah, right. He should your character. He's the most used character online. Like, make him make him good. It's it, technically Ryu has been not been played. Like, uh, like first to give you perspective, the last time Ryu was good, this good was the launch of Street Fighter Five. He's been like just downhill ever since. Uh, unfortunately. Um, so when you did see a Ryu, it was like, whoa, you're sick. Character's trash. You're sick. So now it's like the opposite. Um, yeah, it, it's, it's wild, man. Um, and, uh, just to keep comment on the update, uh, a lot of people, um, we are still getting, uh, Rose. We saw Rose. She looks great. She's coming with a Street Fighter Alpha 2 stage. That's going to be hype. Uh, they gave us a sneak peek of Oro, uh, who will be the character after Rose. He looks cool. Uh, Akira uh, uh, from Rival School should be out in the fall. A lot of people assume, me included, thought Eleven was going to be the last character, uh, which, uh, which if you don't know, that's there's a character called Third Strike from Twelve, basically a robot who can turn into anything. Uh, and so everybody saw Eleven. They thought, oh, oh no, I thought it was the, I thought it was the girl from Stranger Things. No, 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 no. That's that would be better. Um, Eleven is actually so. The, here's the cool thing about Eleven. Eleven is a bonus character that is basically glorified random select. So when you select Eleven, he'll have a form. But then when you click him, it'll it'll randomize both the character, the V skill, and the V trigger, and they'll have like this weird Eleven esque like skin. Like it'll have the skin of Eleven, but but everything's randomized. It's actually like for a free character that's that's really unique. Um so now like people are hyping up like all of, like you just pick the uh, like it's just going to be all 11 tournaments. So it's just random the tournament which is really cool. So you may get a Ryu with V trigger 1 with V skill 2 or you may get a Nash with V skill 2 V skill 1 or V trigger 2 V skill 1, you know stuff like that. Like it opens up the possibilities and like you got to be ready. You got to you got to like I I doubt there's going to be anybody who, na- who mains uh, eleven because you can't, unless you just know every character. In which case, you're a god. Um, <laughs> so yeah, like it's it's unfortunate the netcode still lasts, but um, you know what are you going to do? Uh, yeah, it, but I, I, I got to tell you, 
uh, playing Ryu, and I even played some sets before uh, this uh, this show. Uh, I was running a bit late because of it. Uh, he's he's fun. If <laughs> I played Chun, I played Rashid, and they were like, okay, okay, yeah, I can still do the same stuff, but I don't know what it is, man, about playing Ryu. Like, I just I just felt like a badass. I just I just ah. Thank you. It took long enough, but Street Fighter Five is finally at a place where the game isn't monogenous. By the way, fuck e. Honda. God, they made him a monster. He's a monster in this game now. Oh my god. Sagat is also a monster now too. Sagat's finally good too. I yield my time. Alright, uh, so I'm just going to talk about the one game that is interesting for people to hear about. Uh, oh, and that's... Destiny. And that's uh, Destiny 2. Um, no. Hey! No! <laughs> no. Uh, I've been playing uh, the Outriders demo recently. And uh, it's, it's a lot of fun. I like the I like the, um, the abilities they have. I like the world that they've built. The writing is really good. Um, but there are a few issues. Like, there's a lot of people having bugs out there where the game just crashes. Um, it's got that Final Fantasy VII remake vibe to me for graphics where, like, there's a lot of it that looks really good, but there, there's, like, areas where you're like, man, like, this this is looking rough. Um, but everyone is comparing this to Destiny. It's more of a Division-like than a Destiny-like because it's third-person action, um, and it's not about movement. There's, like, no running and jumping and stuff. It's all about cover base and uh, hiding behind chest side walls and stuff like that uh there's four different uh classes that you could pick from i picked the titan or well it's not a titan it's a tank and uh he has the innate ability when you kill someone up close uh you get healed which is great because i just run around with shotguns all day and i don't have to deal with the cover system um he has like a sick ass uh, earthquake attack where it'll just like have a basically a straight line damage cone that goes out in front and basically one hit kills uh grunts so if you need to get your health back, if you're getting beat up, you can just find a group of grunts, hit the earthquake, get healed back up, no problem. Uh, he also has an ability where he could put like a stone case around him, so he takes reduced damage, stuff like that. Um, the loot, the the main um, people, the main issue I think people are gonna have with this is the unknown state of the end game. Uh, people are saying that the devs have said that this is a 30-hour game. And we don't know if that includes just the campaign or if there's any into that. Uh, so that's like the biggest question at the moment. But uh, at the at this time, I think it's uh, it's very solid, like uh, third person shooter action game. Uh, at least the campaign feels really good. It's basically the Earth has been ravaged. Uh, hum- humankind has left, and they are trying to seek out their new Eden, basically. Uh, and you're one of the f- first people that go down on the ground and try and clear out the the, the land so it's livable uh so I, I think that's what the outriders are so then eventually there's something that happens i can't remember what happens because i have crappy memory but something happens where you get put back into cryo uh so you can come out back out later after everything's died down you get taken out like 80 years later or something like that uh, and then like the, the entire planet is just war torn. <laughs> it's just post-apocalyptic already. Um, apparently there was like a big class divide between people who have innate abilities and people who don't. Uh, and, uh, the thing that like, basically you're a mutant, uh, 
<laughs> and like this weird like alien storm happens where it like awakens your ability. Uh and the story kind of just goes from there. I've only played it for like maybe a couple hours or so. Um but yeah, uh I can't really talk much about the weapons other than the shooting doesn't feel super good. Uh <laughs> I played on mouse and keyboard. I feel I felt like the 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 aiming was precise, but it was a little too slow on the sensitivity. So I switched over to the to a controller instead. That felt much better. But I had to reduce the sensitivity quite a bit in order to get a better feel for it. If I left it the same, it would feel like really floaty and swimmy, the cursor. Um, but on keyboard and mouse, uh, I felt like the dodging was just so, like, uh, just is this too so cumbersome to actually play and use a dodge ability? Um, what else? Uh, so far it feels like it's going to be one of those games that's like a hub world. So there's like a, a hub world that you can explore and then you go to the end of like this hallway and then that's the, the section you enter in order to enter the dungeon and then you clear that out. Um, and that, not, 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 not <laughs> that might not be the best feeling. It feels a little like antiquated in that kind of, um, area. Uh, people are having issues with matchmaking at the moment where they can't match make this crash. So I haven't tried that out yet. I'm going to be doing that this weekend. Um, straight, <laughs> straight up in the beginning when you're like exploring this world, uh, that's not been war torn yet. Um, there's a storm that happens and it wipes out your squad, uh, except for you. And you literally see someone like get derezzed in front of you. It's kind of crazy. Uh, so, um, yeah, I, uh, I really hope this game pans out for them. Uh, I think it's Square. I don't know who's developing. That sounds right. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm really looking forward to this. I, I really, like, I think I'm going to wait for reviews on this one because I've been burned too many times, but I think if it's a good end game. Avenger! <laughs> uh, yeah. I yeah. Like an anthem. Uh, this this feels more like an Avengers kind of thing where the campaign might be good and then the the end game Oof. is not great. Um, Oof. But yeah, I, I need to... Surely Square wouldn't do that twice. <laughs> I can understand another studio doing that, but... Yeah. Uh, we'll see. Um, uh, I still need to get a feel for the loot. The loot just feels like loot at the moment. It's not. It's kind of like the, the Division Two problem where the loot didn't feel like special or unique. Um, I'm really hoping that it does uh, this time with this game. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to playing some more this weekend. I'll see, I'll probably have a better opinion on the loot of the game. Uh, but so far, I'm really liking the abilities. Uh, there's a giant skill tree and three different branches for each uh, for each uh, class. So that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing this game. And if if the end game is not as good, or like if it comes out and it doesn't review well, I think I'll just wait for a sale because I actually really do like the uh, the campaign so far and the writing, the characters. Um, like it's got the good base foundation, and we just need to see if it plays out. Um, so that's like basically it. Like other stuff I'm just playing here and there, like Spider-Man, just booting that back up, like remaster, swinging around. Um, Yakuza 3, because Ben's been playing Yakuza. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's, that's about it for me. Um, so before we head into the news, 
Let's take a quick commercial break. Uh, so a word from our sponsors. Yeah. Justin, play Indivisible. Yeah. Play Indivisible. Play it. Do it. I saw stuff like when it was in beta or alpha or whatever, like, you know, when it was just a demo. And it seemed cool, but something about it never grabbed me to actually make me want to play it. Play it. Trust me. You'll love it. Play it. I have too many things right now. That sounds like a you problem. Play it. <laughs> play the game. I have I would, to... I I have to pay my car sales tax soon. I can't buy anything. I wish I could gift games on the Switch. I would just fucking gift you the fucking game. Be like, here, fucking play this game now. Fucking play it. Yeah, it is really dumb. Like, I... There was something I tried to get for someone on Switch, and ended up just, like, buying them an eShop card (laughs) and giving them the code to that and telling them, like, what the game was. It was so stupid. I I can do that. Yeah, I should do that for you. Yeah, it's dumb. Here's the game. Play it. I mean, my birthday is in like two weeks. Ah. Oh, the one I'm not invited to, right? Yeah. (laughs) You uninvited yourself. Hey, man, it's right there. It was right there, okay? Excuse me for making a funny joke. Sure, low-hanging fruit. Oh. <laughs> Speaking of uh, low-hanging fruit, Google Stadia shut down. Oof. Uh, nah, that's that's. Uh, oh wait, no DMCA, DMCA, DMCA. I think that's in the the public domain. No, no, Listen, no, no. man, I don't want to take chances because then some fucking person who like did a cover, but like I own it. Fuck you. Sorry. Uh, oh, let me let me be shocked for a minute about Google Stadia being shut. Oh. The power of sex noise camera. Oh, I can't believe it's gonna be shut down after how horrible they, the service has been since what last year. Yeah. So I might have missed a recent news story about it. Is it actually like? Is it totally gone? Because the last thing I saw was that they're shutting down their internal studios and just focusing on third-party releases. But like the server is still up and like. Stadia as a thing still exists. Uh, I think the service is probably still up at the moment, but this is going to be like the studios going away is going to be like a, a calling card, you know? Yeah. I mean, they could survive on third party, but like there, there's enough other services like xCloud out there that are just as good and built into the infrastructure that I don't see people like really supporting a standalone thing. Uh oh. Yeah. Yeah, it seems it's just internal studios, but again, like that's that's just like uh canary in the coal mine, you know, it's like oh <laughs> that's why Ben said oh no. <laughs> uh oh. Alright. Well now he's just the green screen. <laughs> oh, no, I don't We uh we have giant Kermit on the call now. Just just his chest. Yeah, it's really close. Uh, ben, if if your camera's not working, just turn it off and you just have your image. It's fine. Okay. Um. But yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. It's a canary in the coal. Yeah, it's a canary in the coal mine. Uh. Okay. Now. Oh, God damn it. What? 
the video version, uh, I'm where Ben is. Justin is where I am. Oh, and yeah, that yeah. Ben is where I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not bothering that. You guys can figure it out. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I I doubt that they're gonna support anything other than just like leave the service up. Mm-hmm. And I doubt that they're I gonna mean, go out and try and get like big deals to come to their thing. It's Google. They're known for doing the bare minimum. Because apparently they did spend like multi million dollars to get like Red Dead and like other big games to come to their service. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I guess those studios just like said, "Hey, let's see how much we can get out of Google," and so we can mm-hmm. go there. Basically, yeah. And I don't blame them. No, they probably knew what was going to happen. Yeah, They're like we'll get paid before they shut down. Yeah, that's for sure. What I think is funny is I saw something about like the one uh, original game they've released is broken, and was it... no one no one knows who can fix it. Crucible was Amazon, right? Yeah, that's yeah, yeah that's okay. that's a whole other. Thing. That's a different thing. Yeah, I forget what this was called. It it was like not super good. Um, was and, it super bad? Yeah, no. I mean, it was it was fine. Like, people are annoyed that it can't be fixed, so it must be playable. But, yeah, I think that's... I mean, it's sad, but it's also kind of funny. It's like, Google created a game, and if you go to them and be like, hey, your game's broken, you should fix it. They're like, uh... We can't. (laughs) Buy our service? (laughs) They're still selling uh, Stadia uh, Premiere Editions for $140. Mm -hmm. Fucking insane. Uh, speaking of things that are fucking insane, uh, Cyberpunk 2077, uh, CD Projekt Red has been hacked, and the perpetrators are demanding ransom for, I believe, a million dollars. Uh, it's worth noting here that we haven't had a show in three weeks. Yeah. <laughs> we're just catching up. We're playing so catch up. So, they were hacked. <laughs> and they, they were, uh, requesting ransom that that's all we don't really know what happened from it they kept it pretty hush hush um well they did share the email that they received from the ransom people yeah which is insane you figure they would I just mean, like the aftermath of it yeah uh i i did hear and see that the um uh cd project red is demanding uh using dmca to take down uh bids and auctions for this mm. uh source code which is funny. Um, I mean, they should just let the source code go. Maybe someone else can make the game better. Yeah, really. <laughs> um, let's move it on. Ben, are you still here? I just want to make sure. Yeah, it's just... Okay. It's, yeah, well, I don't really have anything to contribute. Yeah, I just want to make sure that you're still like with us, that's all. It's hard to tell. <laughs> I could try with your, if you your want. your apathetic red face, I can't. I'll turn on my camera back on. Hold on. Yeah, watch it mess up. Maybe. Oh, are we fixed now, though? If it doesn't work, just keep it on the loading screen so we're still fixed. Um, okay, fine. Yeah, we're fixed on the video end of this podcast. See? There we go. Okay. Problem solved. Um, go ahead. What? Nothing. Okay. Uh, Jack Black joins Borderlands movie cast as Claptrap. This might be their one, uh, good, uh... That's like, 
Yeah. That's like a good casting right there. It's like their one good casting decision. Yeah. My wife hadn't even heard of this movie, and she was like, you know, I kind of want to watch it now to see Jack Black as Claptrap. Like, that's really good. (laughs) Yeah. I don't even know what the last thing Jack Black was in. Jumanji. Uh, Yeah, Jumanji 2. Oh, yeah. That's fucking right. I don't watch those movies. Um, They're really good, actually. Yeah. They're a lot of fun. Remember he remember Justin. He watches The Simpsons, so he's got high standards. Yeah, I'm on uh, season 29 at the moment. So then, no, you don't. <laughs> uh, it gets me through the day, man. That's all I need. Yeah. Um. Another thing getting us through the day is that uh, VR is coming back to PlayStation Five, or is coming to PlayStation Five. Oh, what a shock! I can't believe they're doing that again. Yeah. And wow. it's going to have one cord. Oh, and hopefully God. not a bunch of gimmicks like the, the camera. Um, you mean they're not going to sell you a bunch of peripherals to buy for the fucking thing? I'll be shocked if they don't. Well, they said it'll have new controllers that take advantage of the PS5 stuff. But, like, every other headset now has internal camera tracking. So they should just make that part of the headset. Like, if you... Ha- I think the reason they did the the camera for psvrs because like they already had the camera out there yeah they kind of just like called a bunch of existing technology to make vr for playstation right which it was like the first console vr so like it's like pretty cool that they did that but now that like they're if they're gonna go ahead and stay in the vr space they need to step it up yeah now they're competing with oculus quest right but I am I am curious about this because like PlayStation VR is the one thing that like even if you have other VR things like there's still exclusives on PlayStation VR like Iron and Man and so like yeah so like I, I I would be curious about that you know despite already owning a Quest because like there's still things I can only get there and I think they could do some really cool things with the next generation especially with the power of the PS5 running it. Mm-hmm. It seems like a winner. Yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to trying this out when I get a chance to. Mm -hmm. Uh, $500. Yeah, I spent like $300 for the one for PS4. So I'll just wait for a sale, I guess. I don't know. Um, Speaking of waiting, uh, Anthem development ceases to exist. Bioware is now focusing on Dragon Age and Mass Effect. So what are we waiting for? What? What are we waiting for? Uh, nothing. Any nothing now? Yeah. <laughs> oh, just a... Yeah. Uh, I'm kind of bummer though. Yeah, I'm pretty bummed out about this. Like, they really did seem like they were trying to make this, uh, like, update the game to have better loot and better mm-hmm. mechanics, stuff like that. Um, but yeah, if you're if you're if you're Bioware, you're EA, you're looking at this like, we need to drop Anthem because no one's going to buy it. Like, it came out, crashed. Uh, people are not interested in, in getting a sequel. The only the only thing that they would release, uh, people that bought Anthem originally, are the only ones that are going to benefit from it. They're not going to get additional sales. Um, yeah, it's just... It's, so there's it was, no return on investment at that point. Yeah, from a business standpoint, it really sucks. Um, yeah. Or, well, it's it's the move to make. And then for a gamer standpoint, it sucks, I mean. Um, but also, like, they'd put the work <clears throat> in. So, like, they said the servers and stuff are going to stay active. 
if they've already put some of the work in, just release like an in progress like half step. Dude, that might just break the fucking game if they do that. Yep. I mean, obviously, like you know, the the stuff that works. Like it seems like they had some working menus and stuff like that that were completely re- yeah, but that know, stuff could have just been mockups at the moment. You know, it's like it's not completely done yet. It was just mockups to show off to like this is what we're planning to do, stuff like That's that. Um, yeah, yeah, it's hard to say, but I mean, they did work on it for a year. Like they can blame COVID all they want, but they had a year of work on this thing. Yeah, it's 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 a dead game. It's okay. It's a yeah, dead game. <laughs> the meme dead game applies to this. Yeah, it's I hate that meme game. in general. Yeah, but exactly. it's it's true. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Avengers is more alive than this at the moment. Is it it's still getting content? Yes. Uh, yeah, I actually deleted that story, but yeah, they uh, they showed off a video for Hawkeye. Yeah. Uh, do you remember yeah, anything like from that? Yeah. So um, it's oh no, they call it a deep dive, but it was like eight minutes. Um. <laughs> And basically, it shows that Hawkeye is, is very similar to Kate. Um, his ultimate what? stuff are different. Like he has more uh, arrow types, but like, I mean, he's still an archer character. Like, they, uh-huh. they even said that they found the ways to like keep their similarities and then also show off their unique abilities. Um, so so it's like they man. knew that they were building him off of her, or you know, vice versa. Yeah. Um, but the new like the new content itself looks really cool. It's like kind of a future dystopia um with uh with Maestro in charge, which I did not realize until this video that Maestro is future Hulk. Um because they'd shown him like in a past trailer, like you know, the, the old man Hulk or whatever, and I was like, Oh, that's gonna be a cool new skin for Hulk. And then one of my friends was like they showed Maestro in the trailer, and I hope I hope he's like a boss fight or something. I was like, I have no idea who that is. And then this time they were talking about Maestro and showing Old Man Hulk, and I still didn't quite make the connection at first. <laughs> the way Ben talked about it when we were talking about seeing him before it made me think it was a different character. <laughs> yeah, it is. Well, yeah. it should. It is. Yeah. Is you, it? You, ben, Justin, Justin no, says it's, he did. It's like a like a crazed maniac version of Hulk. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like in the future, he rules everything. Yeah, but in yeah, the game, is. okay, that's good. Yeah, okay. like it's him. It's just I thought it was like a like an old man Hulk like skin or something. You know, like no. old man Logan. No, no, this yeah, no, this precedes that by like thirty years. Yeah, so I I don't know. Um, <laughs> But like, that's what's really cool. What? I feel like why didn't you ask me? Like, is this a thing? Like, I could have told you. I didn't know what to ask. (laughs) Maestro, what is his deal? There you go. I I didn't care that much. Um, Anyway, (laughs) the like the new story content looks great. Like, I don't care about Clint in general. Nobody does. Right. But I like the new area and the the new stuff they're adding in and all that. Um, And then. That comes out uh, March 18th, I think. And it's being paired with the actual next-gen versions of the game. Um, so I'm definitely going to jump back in for that content. But I'm also really curious about the upgrades they're going to make for PS5. Because, like, in oh, general, God. the game runs a lot better. Like, I think it's... 
it really shouldn't have been released on last gen because <laughs> um, it was rough on a base PS4. But like once I did the backwards compatible on PS5, like it was a, I mean, it was a super functional game again. Yeah, it was fine on One X. I'll say that much. It, it was, well, yeah, it I was... think it was better optimized for Xbox. Yeah, score like, one for me. PS5 was like you know buttery smooth frame rate, all that stuff. So like I'm curious with these upgrades, like if they're you know, hopefully they focus on still making it stable. And yeah, wa- just I was gonna say watch 4K. watch them screw it up, and then like the frame rate is bad again. <laughs> right, I think there's still a performance and a fidelity mode. Yeah, we'll see. Um, so there's always that, but we'll see. Yeah, I, I'm especially curious about the uh, increased loading or decreased loading times because those are pretty brutal still. Um. So yeah, I'm I'm excited. Like it's great that they're, uh, like I expected the next gen version to be like summertime or something. Um, I think the DLC loadout uh, has been pretty slow. Like, Hawkeye should have been, like, a month after Kate. Um, because of the way that Kate's story left off, it felt like that needed to come pretty quick. Hmm. But I'm okay with the fact that it's coming out now because they're also doing the next-gen update at the same time. So it's going to be a lot of new all at once. And I think they're also bringing in the new game plus. So I might just redo the campaign on PS5. Like, you know, functional. <laughs> we'll see. But yeah, I think it'll be cool. They should do crossplay with between PC, PS4, and Xbox. They really should do that. Yeah. I think that that's something they would do if the game was more successful. But I don't see that being a feature they're going to focus on now. Yeah, it should have been at launch, honestly, but who knows how bust it would have been if it was. Mm-hmm. And it could still come. Like, I think their post-game plan could help rejuvenate the game, but it's also been a fairly slow uh, yeah, release. Yeah, the, the hype is all gone. I think yeah. the only people playing are, like, the true, like, the diehards mm-hmm. at this point. Uh, so, speaking of games published by Square, we got, we're going to go into Final Fantasy. Um... So yeah, uh, we'll start with the mobile games first, I guess. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> the first mobile game they announced, or one of the two, is Final Fantasy yeah. VII: The First Soldier, a battle royale game set in Midgar before <laughs> the events of Final Fantasy VII. <laughs> so weird. <laughs> yes, let's fucking go. Let's go, baby. Like, why? <laughs> why not? Uh, That's the true question. Why not? It's just completely shoehorned. Okay, if it looks fun. Oh, I I am slightly interested because like there's actual like classic monsters and like summons. Weirdly, um, I don't know how they play into it, but it's cool that they're there. But just that concept of like you're basically fighting to be like the the next cloud or the first cloud, I should say, because he doesn't exist yet. Yeah. Um, and this it's is- just like a gimmicky third person cover shooter. Like, you this could is, have done so much more with this concept. This is the reason they don't have soldiers anymore. <laughs> yeah, they all killed each other. <laughs> hey, man, I, I'll take this over fucking dirt at Cerberus, so... Well, this yeah. Is an, this is I mean, is that what we're comparing it to? Because that's not good. Yes! <laughs> this actually looks fun! Those, those games aren't comparable. <laughs> 
No. It's a I'll third try person. it if it's free. I'll say that. Like, it would be good for... It has people. to be free. It can't be paid. Uh, I mean, I'm sure there'll be cosmetics and stuff. But, yeah. Oh, yeah. like, I'll do, like, a screen recording, you know, like, make a make a mobile video out of it. I don't know. It'll it'll be fun for a laugh, at least. So why are there monsters in this? I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Why, why, do you, why does it need explaining? To mix it up. But there's no... There's no... There's no like what? AI enemies that you fight in battle royales. Sometimes there are. Which one? Maybe. maybe remember we fought Doctor Doom. Remember that? Uh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. You forget. Events. <laughs> There's events. Yeah, 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 yeah that's true. That's true. You're right. You're right. I don't oh. think I put it in here, but there was also a a new uh, player unknowns mobile game announced. Yeah, I deleted um, that because I I didn't figured we'd have nothing to say about it. But. Yeah. Okay. I I couldn't remember if I put it in there at all. But I'm just saying, like, I that looks like it's gonna be more like that Fortnite model of like, you know, PVE slash PVP. So like, that's kind of becoming the new thing for battle royale games. Well, they have to in order to explain the lore with their other games, right? <laughs> <laughs> the player unknowns expanded universe. Right. Exactly. The uh, yeah, expanding universe. The, the universe unknown. The universe uh, the of PS graphics. Yeah, uh, the PUBG EU. Um, <laughs> all right, the second mobile game uh, is Final Fantasy VII Ever Crisis. It's a chapter-structured single-player game covering the whole of Final Fantasy VII timeline, including the events of the original game and the seven compilation titles, which includes Crisis Core. And there's your Cerberus. This is kind of awesome. I, I actually might grab this because I'm a it's big fan. Really cool. I'm a Final Fantasy VII fan. I am what shocks me as cool as this is because this is what people fucking wanted I think mm-hmm. like more so than 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 uh, the remake that we did do that, that was chosen. I don't understand why I hope this like I hope this comes to Switch like this is begging begging to be oh, on I'm, Switch. I think it will. I think it'll get like the what is that the Final Fantasy fifteen like the pocket what, edition yeah yeah but then they did the the pocket edition HD. <laughs> That was like yeah. a mobile game on consoles. I think they'll do that. Yeah. And you know what? The art style works for this because the yeah. original art style was very polygonal. Like it, it was just, mm-hmm. uh, but like here it is. This it's is a kind modern of, version of that art style. Yeah. They kind of built out like the arms and the legs. The character, <laughs> the character art in that when they're talking is fucking crisp. I love it. Yeah. Oh my God. So oh, the good. portraits. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. great. Um, so yeah, Square. Uh, I hope this is really good, and if so, they should do this for their other titles that they fucked up. That'd be cool. Um, do it for Final Fantasy Four, yeah. like showing off the story of Four and After Years, like that <laughs> After Years thing that came, ironically, after years of nothing, um, <laughs> was like supposed to be really cool, and it wasn't like gameplay wise. But I want to know that story. I just don't want to play the game. Um, so that'd be kind of cool. <laughs> this is YouTube but, videos for that. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I should. Um, but in the past, I've made those videos. <laughs> uh, but no, like I like this because I, for one, I feel like it's going to make a, make sense as a mobile game because they can monetize each chapter separately, <clears throat> kind of like what they did with the Final Fantasy 15 thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, like if they're all kind of in this same style but just telling the story, it's going to really help with those games like Dirge or Cerberus that were trash 
making them more palatable because like the story is actually pretty cool like kind of following you know vincent's origin right um so if they can work that into you know a traditional gameplay style i think it would actually like make that game playable um same with crisis core to an extent because i didn't really like the card battle system um or the slots whatever it was but yeah, so I kind of hope like it's not just like each of those games in the chibi style. I hope it's actually taking each of those stories and putting it into the same gameplay. Yeah. Also, uh, Advent Children is going to be playable. Yeah, Advent. Well, it might just be a video, right? I don't know. Kinda we'll see, like, dude. Kind of like how they kind of like how they did it with. Um, Kingdom Hearts, right? Where like some of the games they just turn into videos. So yeah, but it's a mobile game. You just watch the so... movie on your phone. <laughs> like that's... Uh... I don't know. I don't know, man. It's yeah. Um, it's a weird thing. I also would. It's ex... not coming out till next year. So we'll yeah, see. I also would expect this to come to other things as well because they, that's what they did with their mobile games. They brought them mm-hmm. to PC and I think PlayStation that's Four. True. So you will probably see it on a console somewhere. Um. All right. Uh. So with that in mind, let's talk about the state of play. I didn't watch it, so Justin, really? I think you're the only one that watched it. Wait. Oh, wow. I don't. I, I didn't expect I Ben to watch it. Why wouldn't I watch? I don't know. That's rude. Nah, I won't talk. It's fine. I understand. <laughs> Keep the Mexican in its place. It's okay. It's fine. All right, Ben. Run down the whole event for us, please. Listen. Huh. This is Whitey's time to shine. Um, it's always your time to shine buddy it's true so I'm going to go in order of this article because I don't remember the order of the actual video Um, except I'm going to save the last announcement for last Uh, Kena Bridge of Spirits Um, it is a cross generational PS4 and PS5 game that's been delayed until August 24th Um, it still looks really cool but I don't totally know what it is I'm not a huge fan of that kind of, like, anime, like, Pixar style, like, art style of it. Um, But, yeah, it does, like, I feel like it's going to be a Zelda-type game. It also, like, it kind of reminds me of, like, the the 3D adventure games, like, Rare used to make. Not so much the collect-a-thons, but, like, um, some of the more obscure ones. Uh, What? Well, like cameo is that was, was the what was the one that was on Xbox? Cameo yeah, that yeah. Power cameo, yeah. Kind of like that. Where like it has a lot of kind of disparate gameplay styles that like you do throughout the game, and some of those can be kind of hit or miss. Um, I think of Conquerors is kind of another example like that. Um, but I hope it's more of like just a you know platformer adventure game like Zelda. Um, and then it would very easily be game of the year for me, but. I it's it's hard to tell from the stuff they've shown of it so far. I love how it looks. Yeah. Is it only coming to PS4? PS4? No, PS4 and PS5. Well, See, this is mean, why you like, can't talk. talk. I already said that. Well, I mean, I was just, I was trying to ask if it's coming to like Xbox is what I'm Oh, gotcha. Yeah, it's it's exclusive. Damn or, it. Or it I mean, it's possibly like timed exclusive. But it'll come it'll come as to far PC. As I know it's Sony. Oh yeah, yeah. A lot of the PS4 games. This is Microsoft Windows for the platform. So okay. Um, I think it might be a Sony produced game though. 
and then we've got Returnal. Uh, they showed a lot more information on that, and I'm still not sold. I don't know how the, I feel about a AAA uh, roguelike game. Oh, it looks awesome. I look, listen. If 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 it happens and the PS5 manages to fall into my laps, this will be the first game I falls buy. off a truck. Maybe. Yeah, I, there's no way I can sit up in the back room. They had that shit locked up. Um, <laughs> Tyler did but, it. Like, you know, Tyler, I don't know how the fuck you pulled that shit off. <laughs> I want to play this game. I want to play this game so fucking bad. It looks so super sick, and the roguelike aspect actually appeals to me. Mm. Thank you, hate. Thank you, Hades. Fair enough. Oh I mean, yeah, to each their own. It's just it's weird to see a game like this high profile that's got roguelike gameplay. Yeah, this I game... think Hades. This game needs a demo. Yeah, that would help. Yeah, I think that would really help. I think if I played a demo of it uh, and if it was like really good, I'd probably grab it. Yeah, because I don't understand it. That's the thing. Yeah, it's got control syndrome. Um, Oddworld Soulstorm still coming April sixth. Yeah, looks great. Yeah, it was kind of a. It was like this whole presentation was very like kind of sterile and like a like a marketing presentation. Um, a lot of stuff. Yeah, a lot of like just developers talking over gameplay footage. Yeah. Which I wasn't a big fan of. Um <clears throat> and this definitely had that. Like Lord and Lightning just like here are the things you can do in this game. Abe has this wonderful ability he's had before, but now it can do this. Like I mean it's hard to get excited that. about Oddworld anyways, so Hey man, leave I mean, Oddworld a lot. <laughs> You wait patiently on like a certain <laughs> fan base who gets blessed every fucking year with a game and still bitches. Who am I talking about? That's for you to decide. We'll find out later. Or a certain fan base that also waits forever and never gets anything. We'll what find out later. <laughs> I don't know. What is that? He's petting his Metroid pillow. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, can you not see either? I lived, Well, it's, it was kind of hard to it was kind of hard to make it out. My eyes suck, so. Oh, fair enough. Um, anyway uh crash bandicoot 4 i guess i should have said something anyway because you know audio um (laughs) crash bandicoot 4 is getting a ps5 version which is not surprising at all yeah it'll be a free update for anyone that has a ps4 version uh and comes out on march 12th oh same as the switch version nice yeah um faster load times save transfers 3d audio adaptive triggers Blah blah blah. Dual sense features. Still not going to fix- run at 4K 60 frames a second. Yeah, it's not going to fix the collecting time problem though. That game. Ugh. Nope. Ugh. Why? Why toys for Bob? Why did you do it so extremely? <laughs> People like collectibles. Remember? Look at how oh. how everyone loved ukulele. And Donkey Kong 64. Oh, stop it. it! Stop it! I was talking about modern ones. <laughs> um. Next is a game that will actually show this showed up on the State of Play and Nintendo Direct. Knockout City. Uh, this is kind of a fun like battle royale dodgeball game that I'm actually pretty into. Oh, this looks so hype. It looks so hype. Yeah, and it's got crossplay. So we could actually play it together. Um 3v3. We're gonna take we're gonna be we're gonna form a squad, 3v3, we're gonna become esports. E- e- team charge shot. Let's fucking go, boys. Charged ball. 
charge ball. No, just charge shot. We just team charge shot. That's it. All right. That's fine. Uh, but yeah, anyway, it will be out on May 21st, and it's only 20 bucks. Like, that's, that's not good. bad. Yeah. yeah. Uh, across, like, I think every platform. But like I said, it's also in Nintendo Direct. I'll skip it then, but it's coming to Switch. Um, and it looks it looks pretty fun. It's got 1v1 and 3v3 modes. I don't know if there's others, but those are the, the two they highlighted. Um, and there's some cool, like, variety to, like, the moves you can do with dodgeball. Uh, like, the way you throw it and things like that. And in the 3v3, you can actually, like, team up. Um, like, there's an ability you can turn your one of your teammates into a ball and throw your teammate at someone to knock them out. Um, and you can do like a like an ultimate attack with your teammate ball, and like it kills them, but it also kills anyone that it hits. Take so one, like, for the, literally take one for the team, literally. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like high risk, high reward. If like it might help your team win, but you have to take one for the team. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Ben, it's time to take one for the team. Yes, honey. <laughs> Is that when she puts something in your butt? No, you never seen that meme where it's like the decrepit guy is like, "Yes, honey." You never seen that meme? Before? I'll show you the meme later. No, I don't. I don't look at memes. As a Destiny fan, we see that meme every day. Sign for your crucible trials. Yes, honey. <laughs> um. Anyway, Absolver developer Slow Clap reveals Sifu for. I, I guess that's how you say it for PS4 and PS5. Um. I joked that this looked like a virtual fighter hallway simulator. Um, and it's not totally wrong, but it's actually just, it's a new kind of like action Kung Fu game um, where each time the player dies, they're revived slightly older and more skilled. <laughs> that's badass. That sounds it's kind of that's cool. like, that's like, that's Dragon Ball Z shit. Whenever the Saiyans get their asses beat, then they just come back the next, they come back even stronger. That's exactly that. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely unique. Uh, and then we got some more info on Solar Ash, which is another one where like the developer was just talking over gameplay footage and it wasn't that interesting. Um, but I'm still interested in this game. It kind of looks like a... Like Jet Grind there's Radio a, mixed with Shadow of the Colossus. There's a, a game weird that looks very much... There's a game out right now that looks almost i thought wait is this already out uh it's called yeah. haven it's out on xbox game pass oh and yeah switch now it, yeah, but it just game. in terms of colors and everything it looked very i'm like and especially how you move in both haven mm-hmm. and this game I'm like is this no 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 it's not but that's the one where you like have a hawk and can like fly around with your hawk right no oh well there's another one that's coming out that also kind of looks similar to these oh okay i think that's called the falconer maybe the Falcon Ear? The, yeah, that's I think you're right. Yeah, okay. That's on Game Pass right now. Gotcha. Yeah, this is kind of a thing right now. Like, these double-A, like, op- like stylized, open-world uh, platformer action games. Um, And I think they're they're going to have to do a little bit more to stand out from each other, clearly, because, we, you know, we're getting them confused. Um, But I think Name this one great. has the help of being from the Hyperlight Drifter developers, so it's going to be Wait, high, more high-profile because of that. You just sold me the game on it already. I had no idea it was the same people. Holy shit. Oh, yeah. Is it, is this only coming to PS4 or PS5? I don't know. I hope it comes. Please come to Xbox, please. <laughs> I want to play this game. I want to play your game. I want to play your game, please. Don't. 
it looks it's it's one of those like like thomas said earlier that i'll wait for uh reviews for or whatever but it definitely seems yeah. interesting it's coming uh, to windows got... <clears throat> okay why are you lifting your shirt not uh, what <laughs> i want to see if your video is back yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I, that's i wanted to see if y'all were paying attention the video, I was. The video. I know. <laughs> um we got the first gameplay trailer for the five nights at freddy's sequel and it i don't like the it's art rough. style it's rough yeah like it looks scary i mean i like that they're doing something different with the franchise but i think it's kind of ugly does it not look the same um no it's like uh uh, yeah, it's not the same at it's all. It's like a first-person exploration horror game. Yeah, oh. yeah, like I, Alien Isolation or Outlast, that kind of thing. This looks all right. Yeah. It just it looks unfinished. Like there's a sheen to everything that looks like it needs some more like bump mapping. I mean, it it could be that. I mean, tech, if I doubt Scott is working on this by himself, I'm pretty sure he has a team now. But it could be the fact that like this is the first, like this is the most. The, biggest departure he's had with oh, this yeah. franchise for sure so it's like this is probably just new ground for him like what yeah i mean it's stylized i just don't like the style um like the atmosphere is very creepy i should I play a fnaf game sometime i've never played one i haven't either um, i have they're, they're fine we got another Deathloop trailer, and I mean that game still looks great. Like I've been sold on it from its reveal. Yeah, but yeah, it just... got a dope theme song <laughs> that I want to listen to over and over again. I didn't hear it because Max turned off the volume because of DMC. Uh, <laughs> yeah, of course. He was like, he was like, like he's like, all right, DMC man, turn mute the mute the trailer, and then he like put his own duff silly music to it. It was hilarious. Mm, you got to look it up. Well, it's a great, it's a though, great just... song. Yeah, game looks great though. Just fucking, I don't. That's the problem I have with this PlayStation Direct. Is that like, I like, okay, we know. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. It's a lot of known quantities that still look good, but they're not doing anything new to sell us on them. Right, right. But I like this was like it, it gave it a very James Bond style to the trailer, like complete with the theme song, <laughs> and like that's the kind of style they should go for this game, which they really haven't yet. Um, it was more like the the grindhouse feel, but yeah, just look up the song; it's great. Um, and then finally, the surprise announcement—really, the only surprise announcement. Uh, not only are we getting the next gen uh, PS5 version of Final Fantasy VII Remake called Intergrade, um, but we are also getting a new Yuffie Yuffie episode. Yuffie Yuffie. Um. Starring her and I think a new character named Shonen. Show something. I don't remember. He seemed kind of generic. Some weeb you are. Uh, I'm sorry. They're not Persona characters. <laughs> He's only a Persona That's weeb. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, you're one of those people. Oh, this reminds me of Persona Five. Oh no. Oh don't no no. <laughs> I mean now I I kind of am, yeah. yeah. Oh um, no. Tyler, help me break this curse. He's on the train with me. Yeah, he is. <laughs> no. Yeah. Anyway, uh the PS5 version looks great. Like I, I said all along that they should have just delayed this game and made it a PS5 launch title. Um 
like I'm glad I got to play it in March, but I would have sacrificed that to have it at launch and have it look like this. But I mean, like, I, I the game looked great. Like, yeah, it looks better, but like the game was the game also looked amazing on PS4. Well, I didn't notice that it didn't look perfect because I was playing on base PS4, so I was like, of course there's going to be performance issues, blah blah blah. Like my PS4 is basically launch model. It can barely run it. I'm really but, excited to see the uh the PS5 version and look at that door. You know the one I'm talking about. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's where I was getting at. Um <laughs> because like when I played it on PS5 backwards compatible, like I did one stream of it and I was like, I'm gonna wait. <laughs> Because oh, some stuff looks really good, and other stuff like it's glaring that it's not a 4K texture. Yeah, or 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 there's texture. not even a texture. Yeah, it's just <laughs> flat. Yeah, yeah. And so it's like you you're you're waiting for the texture to pop in, and it never does. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's it's not so much that it looks bad; it's just that everything else looks so good that the things that don't <clears throat> are more obvious. Yeah, it pops out more. And it's just blended in together, making it look inconsistent. So I'm excited for this, for everything to look consistently good. Um, and even things like Cloud's hair had like some weird kind of anti-aliasing to it and the and the PS4 version. And now it's like smooth and, and like wispy fibers and all that. Like, I'll tell you the this. Little things. Uh, Peter the Parker was the biggest thing. Peter Parker's yeah. hair in the remaster for PlayStation 5 is the best looking hair I've ever seen in a game. Mm-hmm. No, no oh, joke. For generic white for generic YouTuber man. Yeah, I agree. Mm. I mean, we're we're a little biased, you know, not having hair, but like it's it's good looking hair. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Sorry, I know you it. have a great head of hair. Shut up. Got it. Got it. I'm gonna edit this video to make you bald. Put your <laughs> do it, please. Away. You know, I cut my hair super short, right? Because I can yeah. choose. Because you're ashamed <laughs> of your beautiful curls. Um, hey man, it gets hot down here. That's fair. But yeah, no, the the I, I will say real quick, the new Yuffie episode is PS5 exclusive, which is interesting. Um, and it probably means that future FF7 remake games, I guess, like I, I assume they'll be standalone. Yeah, get, will be get PS5, PS5 exclusive boys. also. Mm-hmm. So like the people with the PS4, which granted by the time the next one comes out, people will probably have PS5s. But yeah. People with PS4, like, they got one part of the Final Fantasy VII remake. And that's just not going to age well. That, that That's messed up. Yeah. Um, so, it looks great. Like, that's awesome. Uh, but it's not coming until June. And that kind of sucks. Uh, I want to note one thing uh, yeah. that it's, you, you have to pause in the Yuffie trailer. You, there's, there's a team of attack button. Uh, when there's a section where you can see Yuffie and... Oh, uh, kind of like Persona fighting. 5. You you asked for it. Out of here! I'm gone, gone, gone. Fuck this! Fuck Persona Five. Ruin JRPGs forever. Okay. Anyway, there's a there's a a team up button that's in there, so that's probably hinting that. I'm assuming that the next FF7 remake part will have team up attacks because that would be dope as fuck. (laughs) (laughs) But I kind of like this idea. Like, if they keep putting out, like, kind of mini episodes in between, filling in other characters, because, like, this clearly takes place during the Midgar section. 
Um, Like it shows Yuffie and her partner guy like kind of snooping on a scene when uh, like after Cloud has dropped into um, and like in with Aerith and he's gone. Like she's snooping and like listening to a conversation Barrett and Tifa are having about him. And so like it's going to be really cool to kind of fill in more of that stuff in between. And I could see us getting another episode with like Kate Sith. Of like why he's just hanging out that one little section in the in the main game, hmm. um, when like Sector Seven's being exploded or whatever. Mm. Uh, probably not Vincent. I'd imagine they'll save him, but he's asleep. Right, that's what I'm saying. It's the remake. Anything can go now. <laughs> True. True. Yeah. Or it could be like uh, before he falls asleep because he does. He's not just always asleep, so it could be that. I mean, yeah, he's awake during the night. I'm Vincent. I'm a vampire. Ooh. Yeah, that, that's that's pretty much it. Really, the only thing that was hype was the Final Fantasy VII stuff. Everything else was known quantities that they showed more of. But I definitely wanted more from this. Like, people said the Nintendo Direct was disappointing, but at least that was, like, new announcements. Um, uh, Sony Direct was just new looks at things we already knew about. Real quick, uh, so... They're actually sending, uh, having the Final Fantasy VII Remake on PlayStation Plus for mm. March. Mm-hmm. But apparently you can't get the PS5 version if you get the PS4 version Correct. from PS Plus. Yeah, you gotta buy that so, shit, baby. Yeah, you're still getting it for free on PS4. Yeah. But you'd have to buy it separately on PS5 to get the upgrade. Let's, let's be real. You probably already own a copy anyways. Yeah, but I think it would honestly be cheaper, like, assuming, you know, it's full priced on PS5 when it comes out, to buy it on PS4, because it's like 30 bucks right now, to get the free upgrade in, in June, rather than, you know, grab the PS Plus, assuming you'll get to upgrade and not be able to. And that's to pay full price, plus the Yuffie DLC. Yeah. Because that'll probably be 30 bucks also. Alright, uh, so let's move into the Nintendo Direct. I'll let Ben run this one down. Wait, why me? I was not prepared. I you, got, you got mad, so I figured I'd throw it <laughs> to you. Um, shit happened, people got salty. Uh, uh, okay, um... Uh, alright, alright, right, Justin, uh, you can so take over. Uh, can I at least do the beginning? Okay. Because that's the only part I can, I can remember. <laughs> uh, so, um, obviously they said a new, a new Smash, so they, they open up uh, and... Uh, they Dope open up trailer. with uh, in the clouds in the yeah, possibly the best trailer ever. Um, they open up the clouds and all of a sudden it's Xenoblade on, and this is literally me. Like I was like, no way. No, <laughs> Were you thinking of a sequel? Is this is this a DLC expansion? Don't fuck with me, please. What are you doing? <laughs> and in the second I heard Rex say Piter's missing, and that was a horrible Rex impersonation. I'm wow. sorry to the voice actor who's actually Welsh. Um, where's Pyra? Um. And so, like, just constantly looking for Pyra, looking for Pyra, you see all the characters, they're like, I don't know where she's at, all the, all the lovable characters I remember from Xenoblade Chronicles 2, and then finally, he's walking through a a, 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 a fog, and oh, there's her sexy ass right there, there's Pyra, and she goes, I'm sorry, Rex, uh, I, I, you know, I wanted to tell you that I got invited to fucking Smash Brothers! So Pyra is is in Smash Brothers. She's kicking ass, and then they show her moves, and then midway through, you hear her other half. 
Mithra is also in Smash, so it's a fucking Sans character. Both my girls are in Smash Brothers. Fuck all you haters on the internet. I don't and they look give great. a shit. Yeah, oh my god, Sakura did them so good. They're so pretty. Their animations look so good. I I like because I was like, this it's not gonna happen. It's not gonna happen. Or like I thought Rex was gonna be in it. It's just them. They look so great. Oh my god. I I and the stage is awesome where you get to see all the different titans from the game and you get to see the different characters from the game. I'm like this is this, and then also the music, all more Xenoblade Two music coming, and there's gonna be a demonstration this fucking week. I I have like God, I mean Sephiroth was hype, but in terms of a character that I fucking from a game series that I love, this is a dream come true. I don't even care if Chun Li is the and not the final two. This makes up. This is gonna just covers it. I got what I wanted. This is it. I love it. They're in Smash and they're badass. I love it. Okay, Justin, you can take over. I no, I just want to say real quick. Like, I fully expected that to be something Xenoblade related. Like, that is the most that a Smash trailer has like gotten me. Not emotionally, because I don't care about the the franchise. But like, I I had no idea it was a Smash thing until she held <clears> out that envelope. Now the second she the second he goes, "Where's Pyra?" He's looking for. I'm like, no. Like, I was like, don't do this to me. And this is when well, I, I didn't think they were going to start with the Smash announcement. Right. Uh, I To me, it did, because like, it was just too high budget of a trailer for Xenoblade. It just, it just mm. felt like, this is, this is, this fair. is odd. This is, they what's going Smash on here? And, and this, and this is like, I'm in the, and this is like, watching this was like the middle of the Arctic blast that we had la- uh, two week, uh, last week. So I'm like, threatening to lose power. Did not know if I was going to watch this. That literally brightened up my fucking day after being in bed for four fucking days. Oh, that, I, I don't care about anything else. Literally, they gave me energy, and the fan art has been amazing. Oh my god, the fan art has been amazing. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, so yeah, that that was definitely the big hype announcement. Um, so I'm gonna kind of quickly go through a bunch of these things. Uh, stop me if you care. Uh, Fall Guys is officially coming to Switch this summer. Um, Outer World, uh, Outer Wilds. Dang it, I do that every time. Is coming to Switch this summer. Uh. Famicom Detective Club, which I guess is like a fairly famous, like older thing, um, is coming March 14th. Uh, Samurai Warriors 5 is coming this summer, which is that a new game or a port? I think it's a new game. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It, I just thought it was Dynasty Warriors, but it, I mean, it is, but you know. Yeah, it's one of the spinoffs. One of my friends yeah. is really excited about it, so I assumed it was a new game, but I, I don't know. Yeah. I think I think it is. Okay. Um, Legend of Mana is coming uh, June 24th, which was a little deceiving because that's actually coming to all platforms. Um, but they just, they that's had the good. announcement. Well, it's at least coming to PlayStation and PC. I, I yeah. don't know about Xbox. I doubt Xbox gets it. I doubt Xbox Probably not. gets it. Um, but that was exciting to me. Um, I, yeah. I definitely, I think that's going to be a good like co-op stream game um, starting Are in June. Are we doing that? I think so. Are we run? Are we going to run that? Yeah. Fuck yeah, let's go. Yeah, I mean, we already agreed to do it. I'm just saying I think it would be a good stream game around that time. Because um, I'm trying to All keep right. my Thursdays as, as co-op nights, and that's a great co-op game. So, I mean, it makes sense. Especially awesome. with being able to do multiple runs and stuff. There's, you know, good replayability there. Um, but, like, 
yeah, I, I'm excited for that game to have online multiplayer. Like, it was kind of hard, at least when I was growing up, to get two players together for it. Um, because I would I would usually play it at my dad's house, and he would, you know, pass out all weekend. Um, oh. So, sorry, I didn't, make, I didn't mean that to sound sad. I was just explaining the situation. No, no. Um, but, uh, so it was a lot of, like, me playing with a, a computer a companion. So, like, I really want to run through that game. Like, you know, all the branches of that game with another person. I think that would be super cool. Um, so I'm excited for that. Deborah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Monster Hunter Rise is coming March 26th. I feel like we already knew that, but um, yeah, yeah, they just shut off new monsters. Uh, oh, okay. for it. like a fucking sick ass spider monster. Oh my god, dude! I can't wait for this game. I'm yeah, I kind of tuned out during so that one, so I didn't, I didn't know what was shown. Yeah, no, new monsters, new monsters gotcha. for the game. Um. New Mario Golf game, Mario Golf, Mario Golf Super Rush. Uh, First one since the GameCube, on console at least. Really? Yeah, because the last one have been like handhelds. So this is like the first one since console for console since GameCube. I thought there was one there on was Wii, no Wii U. One. I guess. Huh. Okay. No. Um. Mm-hmm. Yeah, coming June twenty fifth. People were really excited about that. I guess they love Mario Golf games. Mario Golf games, yeah. dude. Mario Golf is dope. Uh. M- my me and my friends would play the 3ds version a lot. It was it was great. I had the 3ds version um, because I heard really good things about it, but I never got super into it. Maybe I should give it another try. Uh, um, if it has online, we should we should do that. Yeah. I hope it has online. I liked the the multiplayer stuff in there, and like the campaign seems cool. Like it's refreshing to see like a full like RPG style campaign in a Mario sports game because they haven't done that in a while. Camelot, where are you? Please. Right? Like the old I, I think I said on, on Discord or something, the old like Camelot Mario tennis games and Mario Golf were really cool, like back on Game Boy and Game Boy Advance. They were like surprisingly fully featured for handheld sports games. Um Tales from the Borderlands is coming March twenty fourth. Uh, Capcom Arcade Stadium is out now. You played that, right? I've played a, uh, yeah, I've, I've played two games. Uh, you get 1940, uh, 1942 for free, and then they, they, for a while, it's no longer available now. You get the arcade version of Ghosts and Goblins for free. It's cool. I, I've tried it. Um, I haven't played it on the TV yet, but like, they got a lot of, like, it's cool because, like, you actually see an arcade and you can see the arcade machine and you can, you press the, 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 the trigger down and you get, a, you get the coin thing to go in. Uh, you get, uh, get like up to like nine credits. I'm like, it's, it's, it's fun. It's $15 per pack or $40 for the full thing. It's a lot of games. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. if you bought the Capcom beat em up collection, you kind of already own a lot of them. <laughs> Um, like, so I'm, I, I kind of still want it because of the visual aesthetic, even though like I own street, a lot of the street fighter, all the street fighter twos and in the, the beat em up games, but there's some on there that, that are some like shoot up that shoot em ups that I don't have. I'm like, I could, I'll probably wait for a sale. Cause Capcom games tend to go on sale pretty quickly for, uh, on Nintendo switch. So I'll probably wait for them to grab this, the whole thing. Cause it's visually aesthetically, it's cool. Again, free download, you get 1942 for free. And then, uh, I hope they keep it up where like they they'll give out free games every now and then because like I said, Ghosts and Goblins was free. Don't play. It. I tried it. It's it's ass. Well, that was to <laughs> become the new game. Probably. Oh, was it? Okay. Yeah. Well, I hope they do it more. They should. Cool. I have like all of those games on my actual arcade, but I was just kind of curious how it you know how it works. I won't get it, but um, it's a free download. You can always just look at it. 
True. Uh, Stubbs the Zombie and Rebel Without a Pulse coming March 16th. Thomas, you seemed like you knew what this was. It's an old game for the Xbox. It's kind of like one of those, you know, generic uh, platforming third-person games. Okay. Like Sphinx and then Blinks the Time Sweeper and stuff like that. So it'll probably oh, actually no. do really well on Switch, is what you're saying. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. People love those games. They do. Huh. All right. I've never heard of it. Yep. It's just another <laughs> one of those that I'd never played because those games don't interest me. Yeah, that's fair. What uh, do you mean I can't use a gun here? What do you mean I can't fly? <laughs> no More Heroes 3 uh, launches August 27th. They oh, yeah, showed quite a bit more of that. And I, honestly, I'm surprised by that release date. Um, but I really like the box art of like Travis just just mean mugging an a alien. <laughs> Pretty good. I wish I, I kind of want the Akira pose where he's walking to the bike. I wanted that to be the box art, but mm. yeah. Maybe it'll be like a variant cover. Maybe. Uh, that just tells me I have between now and August 26th to play No More Heroes 2. So I got plenty of time. There you go. Yeah, I like. I don't know that much about No More Heroes or anything, but I applaud them for going hard on like making this game weird and different. Because oh. a lot of people, yeah. like, if, if unless you care about No More Heroes, you're probably not going to pick this up. So why not just go balls to the wall with it? Like, fans are going to eat it up. Yeah. They could have played it safe and just done the same thing again. Like, more assassins, you know, whatever. But making, like, alien superheroes is great. Um, Neon White is coming in winter. I don't... Is this the new game? I'd never heard of it. Cool. Uh, DC Superhero Girls, no one cares. Planes vs. Zombies, no one cares. Um, Metopia, no one cares, but it's coming March 21st and is basically like an H- HD, like, r- remaster slash, like, expanded version of the 3DS game, I guess. It seems like there's a fair amount of new stuff, but also, like, it it's the, structurally the same game just improved so it's kind of weird that it's like a full price like paid game when the 3ds game was free but it's weird yeah whatever um super mario themed items are now available in animal crossing new horizons which reminds me i need to boot up animal crossing new horizons and get those items um it's things like like mario and luigi caps i think there's a peach one in there too um flagpole a pipe. The pipe's actually cool because they can travel between different parts of the island, like depending on where you put the pipes. That, that's that's neat. Um, like you could theoretically uh, create a part of your island and then like delete access to it and have it only accessible via pipe. That'd be kind of fun. Um. Anyway. Uh, back to my tirade earlier, Project Triangle Strategy uh, was first announced at this Direct um, coming next year, and the demo that I was playing is available now. Um, and yeah, I think that was one of the biggest like biggest surprises as far as like a new game is concerned. Um, 
Star Wars Hunters, which I assume is like a Star Wars Battle Royale game. I have no idea. Just got a, a brief little like teaser cinematic trailer and a 2021 generic release date. Um, felt kind of weird because like right after the direct, they announced that uh, we're getting a Republic Hunters. Wait, is that what it's called? Republic Commando. Um, like HD remaster for all modern consoles. And like that's a pretty well loved Star Wars game. You think they would have like put that in here with the Star Wars Hunters announcement, since that was basically nothing. But whatever. Uh, Knockout City, already mentioned it. World's End Club, which is from the Danganronpa people, uh, is coming May twenty eighth. Um, don't know too much about that, but if you like Danganronpa, it seems like it's more of that, uh, at least similar, like. <clears throat> A spinoff or something. Hades is getting a physical release, which means uh, Ben's going to be double dipping. Um, the Ninja Gaiden Master Collection is coming June 10th. That actually seems kind of interesting. It's all of like the the definitive editions of um, one, two, and three in one collection together. Uh, and I have heard really good things about those games and never gotten, never really tried them. So I might actually pick this up. First two are good, incredibly hard. The third one's bad. But wasn't like the, the Wii U like fixed version of that a lot better. I don't know. Because that's what this is getting. I don't know. I don't know. I heard they like fixed the game. And then it also only came out on coming Wii U. To all consoles. Oh, okay. Then I probably won't get it on switch. Um, Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity is getting an expansion pass to add more story and battles, and I think they also said new characters, but that's not... No. You're not done yet. No! My hands are already bleeding from... Uh, at least... Oh, it's only $20, by the way. They already took the price. Oh, nice. Okay. So, I just want to see what characters they're adding, because, like, I, there can't be that many more. They're gonna. They're just gonna pull it from everybody at this point. Yeah, they might. That seems like something where they should tie it into the sequel that we still don't know anything about. <laughs> oh, speaking of the sequel, you know nothing about. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, we're just gonna skip to that. No news on the sequel. We know nothing about. Um. Anuma sure. came out. And Anuma came out and said. I, I know that you're probably expecting me to talk about the Breath of the Wild sequel, but I have nothing to announce at this time. We'll we'll have more on that later this year. Like, why even bring it up then? <laughs> just talk about just other stuff. Just a, just addressing it because, like, otherwise, like, why didn't you talk about it? Yeah, but Lose just say situation. something like, like the Breath of the Wild sequel is still you know hard on hard in development, but in the meantime, I have something else to show you. It like, it's it's talking about the it. expectations that kind of. Makes it come off weird. Um, but anyway, we are getting a Skyward Sword HD port uh, along with some themed Zelda Joy-Cons that are already sold out everywhere. Um, we don't know too much about the HD port yet. Everyone's we assuming that it's know. going to be like nothing added and a $60 price tag, which is kind of dumb mean... because the others had quite a few changes so what did what did what wind waker didn't add any what did wind waker add outside of wind the waker added a lot 
I mean, what for one, they, they rebuilt the game from the ground up. Like, it was not a remaster in that they just, like, up the textures. They actually, like, completely, like, okay. improved all the graphics and everything. Um, right. But what, what outside of the Miiverse stuff, in terms of the gameplay, what did they add? Right. Well, they added the Swift Sale, which was pretty huge as far as okay. exploring. That's, that's one thing. I'm just saying, like, that makes a big difference as far as exploring the boring overworld. Uh, I heard right. that they, they also... improved the, uh, the was it, the Triforce pieces collection? Yeah, I was stuff? doing that next. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Um, I just haven't talked uh, in a while, and I wanted to say something. Oh, no, no that's totally <laughs> I, I wanted to... I, I feel like Ben was being condescending before I even finished what I was saying, so I wanted to be condescending back. Um, so, yeah, they also fixed the Triforce trial, where you didn't have to... Uh, take every single one of them to Tingle to get deciphered or whatever before you could get them. I think like five of the eight you found directly, and then only three had to be deciphered. Uh, so that made that last part of the game move a lot quicker. Um, so I mean, those two changes alone like drastically improved the quality of life of that game. Plus the but... gamepad, like you could just like quick swap items and stuff man yeah, the gamepad that, was so huge. cool man right I... it's too bad the, the wii u failed yeah because that asymmetric gameplay was so nice yeah it was always a nice to have mm-hmm. i mean it was the same with like uh, the you know the 3ds versions of like ocarina of time and george mask like that they still had that nice bottom screen and mm-hmm. management yeah um but i was going to say they did a few other things like with the like the tingle tuner and some of that stuff because those were you know kind of gamecube gimmicky features that they had to fix or remove or whatever tingle tuner um, just sounds like such a dick thing <laughs> yeah twilight princess just had it added like a shadow dungeon thing that's it there wasn't really much change from there's some quality of life features there too um possibly i yeah. didn't i didn't play that one as much so i don't remember but i know it had some yeah, I'm just saying, like, the, the biggest changes they're doing for Skyward Sword, I doubt, I highly doubt they're going to add anything completely new. I could be wrong, I'm, but I'm the, not big, the biggest dungeons or anything. I'm just saying quality of life improvements, like what they did with the others. Well, they the showed the big life. one, which is that you don't have to play with motion. That's the big one. That was the, that was the thing I was saying that, like, yeah, like that's the way they can't port it. Well, they figured it out. Right. Um, you can use the right analog stick to, uh, I mean, to do shit, which is like... There's a fork of the Dolphin emulator that figured that out years ago. But it's also... I mean, like, I mean, it's, got... it's a little funkier with emulation. I'm sure it'll be more one-to-one with the actual game. Right. But... that's To me, that's all it needs to do. Um, true. It's, it's like, I, yeah, like just to be able to not have to deal... But I am curious to try the motion controls mm-hmm. because the motion controls and the joy cons are better so i'm curious to see how that works but i'm glad to know that i don't have to do because i was scared that i was going to do this with like the gary him battles use the touch screen mm. i'm glad i don't have to do that shit um yeah so that's gonna be nice yeah i mean well i, I don't know how the, the skyward strike is going to work with the with you hold you know, up regular controls because that could be better like I, I was, the motion I was always kind of finicky with that, with how quick you have to do it. Um, really, I just held up until it did it. I never, I never did it quickly. I just yeah, but like up. think about during like the um, like that octopus boss battle, where uh-huh. like you have to like do it quick and and fling, or else they'll attack you. 
Um, I don't remember that, but I'll take your word for it. I would just assume you just held up. I just, I just assumed you just hold up. It was always kind of touchy with me, but I think it'll make a big difference when it's actually gyroscope controls rather than you know registering like the Wii sensor because that always makes a big difference too. Because like if you hold it too high, you're outside of the the sensor range, and so it just like freaks out. Most of my frustration with that game was motion was the motion, the sword not doing what I wanted it to do. Yeah, that's why like. I realize this is $60 for a game that, you know, we already own. Like, I I mean, I have the the special Wii Remote from that right here. Um, this is right here. I actually bought two copies of that game, so I've already put my money in. But <laughs> well, I'm going to buy yeah. it again still because I want to replay it. Like, I've been wanting to replay it for a few years now. I don't want to deal with the Wii Sensor Bar. I want to look at it in HD, in honesty. That's the reason yeah. why I want it. I mean, yeah, it looks very good. They fixed the yeah. aliasing on it for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in the smudge. And honestly, the graphics yeah. hold up. Just like you know, putting it through a, a higher resolution filter. Yeah, still looks great. Yeah, that was one of the things. Like when I started getting into Wii emulation, was I realized just how much better these games look if you have the mm-hmm. horsepower for it. Yeah, I got a 4K texture pack for Mario Galaxy, and comparing that to the the 3D, you know all-stars whatever is just that port is trash <laughs> this looks it looks fun it looks great I, I don't know i don't know i feel like this just being extra whatever i'm just saying that that was a lazy compilation job probably yeah but the game already looked good anyways right i meant trash that's what i'm comparison. saying obviously it looks amazing but they could have done a lot more. Yeah, um, we've, we've, yeah we, Nintendo doesn't have to try because they know their shit's going to sell regardless. Yeah, exactly. But like, part of the reason I want to get this one is because I'm going to buy it physically because my brother said he doesn't care enough to, you know, spend sixty dollars on it. So I figure I'll get it physically, play it, and then let him borrow it so we can, you know, it it works a little bit better if. We're sharing it for $60 instead. <laughs> I'll probably go with it digitally just because I own a physical copy right there. Um, found that at a half price books for $14, by the way, because my first copy got stolen. So deal the fucking century because that you're never going to find that game for under 50 My copy was stolen, but I think, like I said, I had two copies. One was with a friend who never played it. So I think after mine was stolen, he gave me, you know, his that I gave him back. So I think I still have it, but I don't remember for sure. Anyway, um, Pokemon presentation? I didn't see it. Okay. Um, I did. There wasn't a lot of news, but it was like actually really good, like surprising news. Um, so we got more information on Pokemon Snap. Uh, I still like conceptually I'm more excited about that game than I'm actually excited to buy it, if that makes sense. Like I doubt whether it's going to be a like a sixty dollar retail price. I mean it's going to be, but I doubt if it's going to be worth that. Because like the original Pokemon Snap was like you could beat it in a rental period. Um and it was full priced, I think, for you know, an N64 game. So like I don't know if I want to pay full price for that experience. 
but I mean, it looks fun. Like, obviously, there's a lot more Pokemon. It seems like there's more, uh, like replayability here because there's like different. Um, you're you're trying to find like the the f- four star poses for each Pokemon, so like there's different habitats and things like that you can find them in, and it's not like where you know every picture you take overrides the last one. It's like you can have a, a one star pose and a two star pose, three star pose, four star pose. Um, so you're like kind of completing the four stars of your Pokedex for each one. So that's kind of interesting, at least. Um, but I still feel like it's going to be kind of a shallow experience. But it looks great. Uh, and oh, then... no, it's not a experience. What are the odds? And then uh, we got the, the worst-kept secret in Pokemon, uh, the Gen 4 remix. Um, Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl. I like those names. Yeah, it's nice. Um, I affectionately refer to them as Brilliant D and Shining P. Um, uh, God, fuck. see, this is why we can't have nice things. This is exactly <laughs> why we can't have nice things. This is hey, degenerate, Justin. Hey, these games were originally DP. Okay, I know, I know. It, there was no going up. Effing degenerates. Unless you go back down and then back up and then back down. Anyway, um, so. Yeah, these are fairly faithful remakes of the 4th Gen games. Um, I've seen a lot of Pokemon fans mad, because of of course they are. They're always mad. They're always mad! That's (laughs) Um, That's my secret cap. I'm always angry. Yeah. And, like, I mean, I could understand... I could never understand being that mad about anything. But, like, I could understand not liking the look of these games. But, like, I do. I think it's really cute. And I think it's a perfect, like, you know, bringing that st- that gameplay style to 3D faithfully. Like, you jump, can't jump, just... Jump, jump. <laughs> you can't just do Sword and Shield again. Like, it, it wouldn't look right. And the Let's Go style was eh. So they did something new that looks like a modernized version of the DS style. But I want an open world. <laughs> right, like, I don't know what we were expecting. It's a remake of 4th of Gen. Like, that's not an open world game. I think they did it right. Uh, plus, it kind of reminds me of Link's Awakening HD, and I think that's a really cute art style, too. So, I'm on board with it. Um, what's interesting is it's being made by Ilka, um, who haven't actually, like, produced a game themselves before. Um, they've been on the team of various games, um, most, most recently Pokemon Home, but this is their first, like, uh, you know, studio published game, um, as like a subsidiary of Game Freak. So it's interesting because Game Freak's not developing this, like they're actually outsourcing now. Um, but it's also interesting that like they trusted the remakes with essentially a first time studio. Um, I'm still hopeful for it though because I don't think Game Freak would have done a good job. <laughs> I uh, uh, yeah, I hope they include the Arceus in in the in the remakes because we never got that in America. You can only get it through hacking. Really? Yeah, I it, never in, I never uh, beat that. 
Yeah, so even in Platinum, um, uh, there's a, there was the, Arceus was an event Pokemon that you had to mm. like you would go above where both all three of the legendary monsters were, and you find Arceus there. That was only an event in Japan. We never got it. So I hope that's my only thing. Plus the whole you know the controversy in Gen Four was awful. And I played that was me playing Platinum, so I have experience. If, as long as, if they fix that and if they put Arceus like as like a post game thing. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll I, I like I'll I'll play it. Um, yeah, I agree with everything. Um, I like I like Gen Four. I like a lot of the Pokemon there. Yeah, like it's one that I didn't really spend a lot of time with uh, because I couldn't. Oh, I, Terra, I, baby. I just kind of missed Diamond and Pearl, and then I tried to go back into the Platinum, and I just never got super far. It's um, hard, especially playing modern like, Pokemon. It's hard. Oh really? It was college well, time, just, and so like I wasn't uh, super into Pokemon yeah. then. Yeah, part of it. I played um, it after playing uh, Alpha Sapphire and uh, Alpha Sapphire. It was kind of rough, but I still enjoyed it. Gotcha. That's fair. But yeah, I'll, I'll definitely check these out. I like the art style. I think it's cool, and I want to experience this gen again. Um, <laughs> but it's also uh, being directed by uh, Junichi Masuda, who hasn't worked on a Pokemon game in a while, um, alongside Ilka's team. So, like, it's still got, like, basically the original Diamond and Pearl director, um, who I think, like, his last, like, main series games were black and white. Um, You know, a lot of people say that the series went downhill after black and white, so that's interesting that he's back. Um, So, like, Ilka's not on their own. So I kind of have some faith that this will be good. And then the final thing they showed... uh, was actually leaked beforehand and I assumed that the leak was fake because I did not believe that this would be something that they would release. Um, we're finally getting our open world Pokemon game. Uh, and as you mentioned, Arceus, uh, it's called Pokemon Legends Arceus. Um, it takes place in basically feudal Sinnoh and follows the creation of the first Pokedex. It's really that weird. Cool. Yeah, that sounds like, really cool. Lore-wise, I'm super on board. Uh, trailer-wise, it looks really rough. Um, so this is what Game Freak is working on and why they're not doing the Diamond and Pearl remakes. Um, they're, doing so a, I, they're doing a prequel to the remakes. Yes. So I have less faith in this game because Game Freak is working on it. Um, but... Oh, I didn't say the the Diamond and Pearl remakes are due out later this year, and this uh, Pokemon Legends game is due out early twenty twenty two. But it's really close. Yeah, with like about a year of development left, they better be really working on the the quality assurance stage because, like, unless they're going for a stylistic animation thing, the game looks like a flipbook. Like it's real framey, um, and like I said, maybe that's maybe that's what they're going for, like kind of a stop motion, like you know, storybook type thing, um, because it is kind of a stylized art style, but it seemed inconsistent enough that it's probably just frame rate. But it's got some cool mechanics, like it's a like I said, it's an open world. And when you're roaming around the world, Pokemon are just kind of out there in the wild. And um, you can either, uh, like, 
kind of watch their their behaviors and stuff, kind of like Steve Irwin, um, and sneak up on them, kind of like Steve Irwin, and get stung by a steam. No, I'm kidding. Um, wow, holy shit. shit, that's mean. Really? It's been it's been years. Come on, man. It's been years. Don't. No, you don't. don't. Man is a world icon. Was. Jesus. That's just. Until he got killed by the thing that he studied. Um, Still is. Still a beloved lover of nature. Anyway, you sneak up Mm -hmm. at the Pokemon and throw a Pokeball at them to catch them. So, like, you don't have to battle to catch. Um, Or you can throw your partner Pokemon or your partner Pokeball at them to initiate a battle. So, like, it's not, like, it's not a thing where you just walk into the grass and then initiate a battle. I guess it's a, it's more of like a stealth mechanic where you decide if you want to battle or if you want to catch. Um, but when you initiate combat, it goes into kind of the turn-based, uh, like traditional, but it's like, it actually takes place in real time. And apparently it's more of like an active time battle system. Um, like the, the SNES Final Fantasy games. Um, so it's not real-time action combat or anything, but like, the enemies will will attack you outside of turn, it sounds like. Um, they didn't show that in the trailer, that was just in a description they released afterwards. But, anyway. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of really cool stuff there. And I, I love the idea of like exploring the like origins of the region and like you know early Pokemon times. I can even show it off the Pokeballs, and they're like made of of wood and have like an actual like locking mechanism on them, and are like steam powered. <laughs> Did you see the Photoshop that cheap ass gamer made? Yeah, a Voltorb. Yeah, of yeah. like some BDSM Voltorb going on. It's super fitting. I called it Volgamp. Oh no, that's too good. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's a new, it's it's the it's the feudal Sinnoh form. Um. So yeah, it's also interesting because instead of like you know having new Pokemon or whatever that maybe are extinct by modern times, um, it's a it's a mishmash of randoms, which it seems like a lot of starters is what they showed off, but your actual starters for this game are Rowlet, Cyndaquil, and Oshawott. So it's no set gen. They chose three random starters, and those are the ones you get, which is kind of cool. Like, the, the, the idea of cross-gen starters. I like that. And I kind of hope they do that in the future. Um, but everything about this game definitely made me think that this Pokemon Legends title is the start of, like, a new subseries. Um, and Arceus is the first one in that, so maybe we'll get like origins for all of the regions. And I don't know, it's like, I, like I said, I didn't play much of Gen Four. Is Seno like the oldest region or something? Well, considering Arceus is considered the god of all Pokemon, um, yeah, that's what I thought. He is the he is the first. Seno might be can, is might be like the like the Eden, like the the first the first part of civilization. Okay, uh, if anything. Because, yeah, I would imagine that's where they started there. And then they'll kind of, like, you know, do, like, forward in time to to the founding of each new region. 
Yeah, I, I, if it if it if it ties into legendary lore, like like with like Kyogre or Groudon or the different legendaries across different, like that that would be cool because that's my favorite part of Pokemon games is, is the legendary stuff. Yeah, and I, I I lie I love Pokemon lore. It's just most of the games don't seem to care about that very much. That's why no. I love Black and White so much because like that actually has like adult themes in it. So like that has me intrigued in this game. But right now, I'm way more interested in the Diamond and Pearl remakes because those games look better, like more polished. Um, I'll I think I'll need to see this one like further into development because like Black, Sword and Shield had the same problem where they looked real rough at the first reveal, and they still weren't great when they released. But it was noticeably better by the time you know the final trailer showed up. Um, so I'm hoping this has that same. Uh, same effect but yeah that's everything from the pokemon presentation like i said there wasn't a lot but it was big news they didn't really waste time on any like throwaway mobile games or anything like that um there was a weird like five minute timeline intro where it just went through like literally every pokemon related thing that's come out in the last 25 years like whether it's important or not um and that went on a little too long but once i got into the announcements it was it was really solid. Uh, Thomas, you can wake up. We're done. You know what I just thought? Um, we didn't talk about Splatoon 3. It wasn't on there. It was in... That's odd because it was in the direct. So. No, I mean, it wasn't on my in my article. Um, also, I don't care. Splatoon 3 coming to Switch sometime in 2022. It's in the article. Me and Thomas are going to form our own C-Sports <clears throat> team. We're going to dominate that shit. High five. Let's just, let's sure. just play Splatoon 2. I own that copy already. Well, I mean, this is not coming out until next year, so we can we can play that for sure. Yeah. I'm just getting me. I'm just getting cheap with my money these days, man. Like I can't go I'll out buy and spend you fucking copy game money. Yeah. I need to start paying off bills, man. Like I owe sales tax in my car in a few days. So I totally get it. <laughs> um but no, I, I, the reason that this Splatoon 3 announcement bothered me, and I just kind of skipped over it, is because they specifically said this Direct is for things coming in the first half of 2021. <laughs> and then they're like, whoops, we dropped our, our Squid Kid here. This is a surprise. If you want to surprise me, give me more Metroid. It actually, looked, it actually looked pretty cool at the beginning. It's like, oh shit, this is going to be like, you know, like a, a single player game with Splatoon finally. They could yeah. do that still. Because yeah, they, they I, did thought, that I thought it was like a game coming this year that was like a you know Mad Max style like single player adventure. When it was yeah. just Splatoon three, Spoiler. I was like, oh okay. Spoiler alert: the Splatoon universe is already in a post-apocalyptic world. Oh, I know, but like it's still just more battlefield combat. Like I I, I enjoyed the lore of Splatoon; I find that fascinating. But again, they don't really explore it. It happens in the background. All right. Um, there was one thing that I posted in our Discord, Justin. I don't know if you want to talk about it or not. It's uh, a trailer for Diablo Four Rogue uh, oh. class. Yeah, I mean that looks dope. Like, <clears throat> honestly, a lot of things that I've been coming out about Diablo Four look really good. Um, I don't know how I'm gonna feel about it because it's an open world game, and that seems weird to me. But <laughs> there's mounts. Um, yeah, but they're all horses. It's kind of boring. You never know. They might put something crazy in there. They said, I mean, I'm sure things could change over time, but they said they wanted to just do horses so that it, 
fits the the uh the style they're going for um but who knows in a few years we could be seeing all kinds of weird stuff. they'll throw in some microtransactions for like unicorns or something right. weird demons cows. cows yeah of course cows um anyway the rogue <laughs> looks great like it's it's kind of a like a jack of all trades class where you can actually go to like the um rogues guild uh and do different specializations so like there's the more like archer specialization there's the like the trickster that's like all about traps and stuff there's another one i can't remember offhand um and it's the only class that can that has these different specializations but they said each class has something unique to them that you know no one else has it's just the rogue has the the different specializations as their thing um so it seems like the rogue's going to be kind of the class that's like to fill in other things that don't exist anymore like you know diablo 3 had the demon hunter and diablo 2 had the archer mm. i feel like the rogue's kind of going to be that mm. um yeah i don't know it, it's hard to say because we haven't really seen enough in the game yet yeah but it was a great trailer yeah, I like the uh, the diverse like lo- locales that they showed off. Mm-hmm. Um, the abilities look cool, like raining arrows down upon like a lot of arrows <laughs> on mm-hmm. your enemies, and a lot of like close quarter dashing and stuff like that. Uh, looked good. It's a very mobile class, which is cool. Like I loved the Demon Hunter. I thought that thing was super fun. It just struggled a little bit in end game because it wasn't it wasn't so much crowd control. So like as part of a party, I'm sure it's great. But, like, I would get swarmed by hordes and not be able to get away. Yeah. Um, I think that's going to be it for us tonight. Uh, so, Justin, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me if you look for Zero Score on Twitter or YouTube or Twitch. Uh, still haven't really done anything on YouTube, but I am streaming, uh, doing Pokemon Black Random Black 2 Randomizer on Mondays. Um 6 30 ish central time and uh mario 3d world with my friend chris on thursday nights like seven ish central time uh so yeah we're having fun with those um i just haven't really had any video ideas in the meantime so i'm just streaming just doing my thing ben Twitter.com slash MarvelousIggy for all things related to the self-proclaimed Marvelous One. Check the pinned tweet for my video on Zelda Music and Me for the Zelda, vi- Zelda 35th anniversary I did. I'm still really proud of that one. My Hades video will be coming out uh, either the first week of March or the second week of March. Uh, at least the idea is to have it out by the time this episode comes out. So look for that where it's basically titled Hades, Why I Was Wrong. Um, and uh, I stream three times a week now officially. Uh, at twitch.tv slash Iggy2814 on Sundays uh, at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. On Wednesdays, it's, co- it's co-op day with my good buddy Tyler, or I would just say our good buddy Tyler, um, where currently we're playing Super Mario World, and if uh, if the first stream's any indication, it's shenanigans, as we <laughs> both struggle with both the ghost house and uh, trying to get a cape feather without dying. Uh, so yeah, we're playing through Super Mario World. The idea is to get all 96 exits between the both of us, so we're going to try for that. Uh, and uh, third and Wednesdays and Chrono Trigger is going strong on Wednesday. I feel like I had my strongest stream uh, for Chrono Trigger yet uh, in terms of perseverance. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> look for that. And of course, check out Atomic Shot. Uh, we are officially uh, apologies for the like posting. Uh, 
but uh, the final episode of the Millennium Era went out with Godzilla Final Wars. Uh, that's AKA the craziest Godzilla movie you will ever see, and that's not hyperbole. Uh, and now Tyler and I have officially entered the final phase of Atomic Shot. We just recorded our the episode that'll be coming out this week. Uh, will be God, the first part of the Netflix trilogy, which is Godzilla: Planet of the Monsters. Uh, and then, like I said, after we finish the Netflix trilogy, we'll be doing the uh, MonsterVerse, and then. Uh, uh, Tyler and I will be doing a review of Shin Godzilla to cap it off and then a watch along with these two Jamooks because we want to see what two normies think of possibly the greatest Godzilla movie ever made. Uh, and um, yeah, that's about it for me. Busy, busy bee. <laughs> and you can follow me, your host Thomas, on Twitter at Stuff. Also, as Twitch as Stuff. Um, you can also email me, Thomas, at charshot.com. For audio, video, rate content, visit our website, charshot.com. View our show on Apple Podcasts or anywhere you get podcasts. And um, I'm just going to leave it at that for tonight. So until then, guys, enjoy your games. Have a good night.